MRN's Classic Races are brought to you by Hercules Tires. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Today, the Food City 500. Sponsored by Ray Bestas Brakes, the official brake of NASCAR. By Sears Die Hard. Hey, race fans, enter the Die Hard Race Fan of the Year contest. Just listen for details during today's broadcast. By Chevrolet Team Monte Carlo. Chevrolet, the car's more champions trust. By Western Auto and Parts America, the official auto parts store of NASCAR. By Moog Jazzy Parts. Moog Parts are the only chassis parts endorsed by NASCAR by 76 products makers of NASCAR high performance motor oil by Pontiac Motor Division and the all new wide track Grand Prix by Pontiac wider is better by True Value help is just around the corner the official hardware store of NASCAR IROC and garages everywhere and by First Brands Corporation Makers of STP Super Concentrated Fuel Injector Cleaner and STP Complete Fuel System Cleaner. The seventh event of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series season is about to get underway. The Food City 500 from the Bristol Motor Speedway in eastern Tennessee. Motor Racing Network here to bring it to you live. Glad that you've joined us today on what has turned out to be a cloudy, somewhat blustery and chilly afternoon. The weather taking uh, somewhat of a turn from what it was on Friday when it was a beautiful, sunny, warm afternoon here. Then yesterday we fought the rain showers all day for the NASCAR Bush Series race, which was won by Jeff Burton. Now today, another whole different set of circumstances. And, Barney, this has kept the crew chiefs scratching their heads all weekend on the chassis setups as much as the weather has changed over the past three days. Well, the temperature today is going to make a big difference, Alan. The forecast earlier this morning when we talked to Flight Service and watched the local weather channel was about 58 degrees for a high. But the chill factor, it's been fairly windy here this morning, so that racetrack's going to be cold, likely will stay cold. You can't get that much heat in the concrete to start with. going to be some cars slipping and sliding real quick. Field now working off of pit road and on to the high-banked half-mile for the first of a few pace laps they'll make, setting their pit road speed at the 35 miles an hour that they'll need to be, checking the tachometer reading with the gearing they've got in the car to see what it is they'll need to run when they come down for service during the event. And uh, because of the chilly temperatures today and needing to work some extra heat into the tires, or I should say needing some extra time to work heat into the tires, they're going to give them an extra pace lap also. So it'll be three laps from now, so a total of four pace laps before we get this event underway. Well, they need to get as much heat in those tires. The radials really work a whole lot better once you get a few laps on them and get the heat in there. So, plus they need to get the grease and the lubricants in the cars also warmed up to make sure that nothing breaks in the early going. The key in this race, as we've touched on many, many times as they make these early pace laps here, is survival. You heard Ward Burton say it. That and concentration, and don't get too impatient. And a little give and take doesn't hurt now and then. And it'll usually you'll see that in the first, what, 30 or 40 laps, and then somebody will start getting kind of crazy, and then it kind of like an epidemic from one end of the field to the other. All of a sudden, zip, that's the way it goes. Absolutely. And uh, once, it, once it does happen, it will go from one end of the field to the other, and it seemed like we'll get the caution flags in a bunch. Uh, before we get uh, ready for the start, want to go to Pit Road and Jim Phillips for an update on some troubles with Terry Labonte's car that he appeared to be having earlier on. Jim, his car didn't actually roll out to the starting grid from the inspection line until less than 30 minutes before the green flag. Somewhat unusual. What did the team say to you? Well, they wanted to change the engine to 
to change the braking system. They didn't like the way the brakes felt. Of course, you're carrying so much speed here in Bristol, Tennessee. Nowadays, you have to use the quite a bit of brakes, so they changed that. Uh, Mark Martin, they had to hood up on his car. They were just uh, uh, had a fender brace that wasn't to their liking, so they uh, repaired that, and so those two cars are, are ready to roll here this afternoon. Terry's been uh, struggling throughout the weekend with the braking system on his car, and literally at, at 30 minutes before race time, his team was just taking his car down off the jack stands, going to the inspection area, and getting it out to the grid, and that is very unusual. Two more laps now before we get the green flag. An extra pace lap being tacked on to allow the oil pressure and tire temperatures, or the oil and tire temperatures, to uh, beef up a little bit in these cars. And today's broadcast of the Food City 500, brought to you under exclusive radio rights, granted by the Bristol Motor Speedway to MRN Radio solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this race without the express written consent of NASCAR and MRN Radio is prohibited. Well, about a lap and a half away from getting a start here as they swing around this racetrack. 36 degree banking in the turns. That is very steep. If you can't imagine how steep that would be, it's very difficult to walk straight up it without getting a running start. And the straightaways are 16 degrees, so it's a self-cleaning racetrack, so to speak, with the banking being as steep as it is. As they come off turn four, we'll take a swing around and meet one of the other voices that will be covering the action for MRN here this afternoon. Got a bird's-eye view of this racetrack, perched high up overlooking turns three and four, and off one and two is Joe Moore. Great view up here, Barney. Good afternoon, everyone. A little bit on the chilly side here today from high atop the skybox. Most of the drivers will tell you Bristol is like one of the wildest roller coaster rides you could ever get on. It's so doggone fast. It's uphill, it's downhill, and really you don't have a lot of reaction time when someone gets crossed up in front of you. A lot of times we'll see that happen. A car spins in turn three as other cars are coming off turn two. They don't have a whole lot of time to react. The other thing you've got to do besides that defensive driving here today is try to, at all costs, protect the inside lane. If you come up just a little bit, you'd better believe somebody's going to stick the nose of their car underneath you and make that pass down to the low side. We'll follow all the action off turn two and onto this back straightaway here today at Bristol. Buster Auten dives for the bottom of turn four in the Ford Mustang pace car. Rusty Wallace and Sterling Marlin on the front row now in command of the field as they come off turn four ready for the start. Down to the line. Green flag goes in the air. The Food City 500 is underway. On the break, Rusty Wallace tries to get out single file. Won't be. Yes, he will be able to do it as he goes off turn two. Rusty finally squeezes by, takes sole possession of the lead coming off turn number two. Marlin falls in behind him in second. Then it's Ted Musgrave and Kenny Wallace single file. Off of turn number four. Looks like Sterling Marlin not quite as good as Ted Musgrave is. Musgrave, though, patiently behind him, everybody in line. Musgrave already knocking on the door there on the rear deck of Sterling Marlin's car, just letting him know he's ready to come by. All the while, Rusty Wallace stretches out by five car lengths his lead. Rusty's pulled away some five or six car lengths. A couple of cars were having trouble getting back down in line. Bill Elliott was one of those. Brett Bonine was another. They got hung out there and both lost about four or five spots. The scramble's on for second place. And Musgrave tried to get a run underneath Sterling Marlin, coming off the turn. He was blocked. Further back now, Jeff Gordon knocking on the door of Kenny Wallace. He's trying to get a piece of fourth. Those drivers all staying in line, single file, first double wide racing, back where Ricky Rudd and Rick Master going at it for about the 23rd and 24th position. Mast gained that position, working down on the inside, got by Ricky Rudd, now they all settled out, single file in the back stretch. Out of a typical Bristol start, they're going to run 15, 20 laps, feel out the racetrack, find out how good their car is, what the surface is going to do here this afternoon, they will see some side-by-side racing. For the moment, it's single file all the way back to about 25th position, the leaders in three. Rusty Wallace continues to build that lead, now maybe seven, eight car lengths over the 
the second place machine. It still does appear that Ted Musgrave is a little bit faster than Sterling Marlin, but can't get a clean run underneath him to try and make the pass. Musgrave again, knocking on the door off turn number two. Now breaks loose just a tad. Gathers it back in, though. Everybody continues going in the right direction back to turn four. About to put six laps on the scoreboard for leader Rusty Wallace. He has now opened his advantage to maybe 15 or 20 car lengths over the rest of the field. Sterling Marlin sits second. Musgrave's third. Kenny Wallace hanging in fourth and back in fifth right now. Jeff Gordon back to three. Gordon looks to the inside of Kenny Wallace momentarily, then gets back in line. Further back, Steve Grissom makes a pass of Hunt Strickland. Opens up the inside lane. Jimmy Spencer going to try and take advantage and get up underneath Strickland for the ninth spot now as they work one and two. Strickland's trapped on the outside lane. He lost the one spot to Grissom, then he lost three more positions. First Spencer, then Brett Bodine. Now Kyle Petty's up alongside him. That's typical Bristol racing, too. If somebody gets a fender underneath you, like we said, and one car goes by, chances are, if there's anybody close enough, the next four or five are also going to get around you unless you just literally muscle your way back in. Rusty Wallace, the leader, about to put nine laps on the board. He has pulled away another car length or so now, about a half a straightaway on Sterling Marlin, who rides second. Still single file back in the field. We've been looking at Mark Martin and Earnhardt and some of those guys that started back in the back. They're not moving up a whole lot right now. The leader's back to three. Here's a change for the ninth position. Brett Bodine running well down to the inside of Jimmy Spencer. He goes. He'll gain that spot coming back to turn four. Spencer's car slid up the banking and turns one and two. Brett Bodine close enough to be able to cut low and take advantage. Moves another spot closer to the front. Settling back down single file in that particular battle up front. Rusty Wallace continues to move away. you got Ted Musgrave trying to get by Sterling Marlin still. And Jeff Gordon putting a lot of pressure on Kenny Wallace. Yeah, surprisingly, not a lot of hard-nosed racing going on in the early going. 11 laps are on the board right now. Very shortly, there should be plenty of heat in the tires. Everybody should have a general idea of how good the car is or how bad it is. We'll see some hard-nosed racing, so to speak. Dale Jarrett, very patient right now, riding along in sixth place back there for the moment. Jeff Bonin. Oh, trouble in turn three. One car gets turned sideways. John Andretti spins just in front of Dale Earnhardt. He gets by, but it does collect leg speed. Speed spins. Here's Bobby Hamilton. He breaks loose on the inside of the racetrack. Dave Marcus makes a great evasive move down to the inside to avoid the spinning cars. Bobby Hamilton and John Andretti will lose a lap as they sit on the racetrack trying to get going. Race leader Rusty Wallace comes by and overtakes them under caution for the first time at lap 12 after a couple of cars get together in the middle of three and four. Back at Bristol Field getting the signal. One more lap. We'll go green flag racing. Several drivers making pit stops under this first caution on the backstretch pit road. Marty Snyder of Charlotte, North Carolina is working with us there today. Marty? John Andretti was in. He had damage on the left side of the race car. Also, Lake Speed is in. They're working on the right front spindle of that race car. There's a lot of damage on the front right and the front left. Darrell Waltrip is also in. He's in again this time. They think they have a drive shaft problem. He was back early in the race, but now he's caught up a little bit. But they're in trying to fix that drive shaft problem. Everybody in taking four tires and gasoline also back on the back pits. Darrell hoping to have a good run. It's been a great track for him over the years here at Bristol. And he usually is very patient, kind of keeps the car out of trouble, saves it for the last 100 laps. Maybe he can overcome some early problems here this afternoon. 17 laps are on the board. Single file restart, getting ready to put him back under green. Pace car peels off the banking up in turn number four. Rusty Wallace, who is usually one of those jackrabbit restarts, does the same thing again. Floorboards it, heads for turn number one. We're back under green. 
Sterling Marlin, a couple of car lengths behind, didn't get all that good a restart, but he's really being pressured by Ted Musgrave. Musgrave there in the third position, trying to get by Sterling Marlin. They stretch it out, single file as they exit turn four. Lake Speed and Darrell Waltrip sit on the backstretch pit road as we go back to green. Now the challenge for fourth. Jeff Gordon looks for some room underneath. Kenny Wallace in one. Kenny's trying his best to bring his car back down to banking to close that inside lane. He's successful in doing that, exiting turn number two. So for now, Gordon settles in behind him. That's what we talked about. If you're able to keep that car down, protect that inside groove, the car behind you can be a second quicker in lap time. But he still, if you can just keep him out there, there's no way to get around. Ted Musgrave again turns up the wick off turn number two on Sterling Marlin. Musgrave tried to get by Sterling Marlin. Marlin slammed the door there. Further back, Gordon is going to clear Kenny Wallace now. He'll move up and gain the spot off turn four. Kenny has to cut hard left to block Dale Jarrett and close that inside lane before about five cars would freight train by him. Here again, the battle for the second spot as Ted Musgrave this time got a real good run at Sterling Marlin, but Marlin held off again coming into turn three. Musgrave continues trying to get by to gain that second spot. Ted just waiting for him to make a slip. He made it. Well, I thought he made it going into turn number one. He had a fender there, had to back out again. Now the leaders are already about to catch the tail end of the field up in three. Rusty's got about five cars just ahead of him as he exits turn four. It is Rusty with the car of John Entretti, who just came off pit road when we went back to green. Some damage on his machine and others right in front of him. All those cars running single file as Rusty now draws in on them. Meanwhile, the battle for the second spot. Again, Ted Musgrave gets a good run at Sterling Marlin, but Marlin's able to hold his car down in that lower lane. And as long as he's able to work that lower groove, it's going to be awfully hard for Ted Musgrave to get around, but Ted's got his hands full, too, because Jeff Gordon's got a strong race car sitting right on his rear bumper. He could lose the spot real easy there. Back in three. Three-way battle for the second and third spot. Nose to tail for now, coming off the corner with Marlin hanging on to the second position. Last lap by, Brett Bodine picked up another spot, moved out of the inside of of a car and moved up to the eighth position. Now here's Jeff Gordon after third. And he'll get it over at turn number two, working to the inside of Ted Musgrave. Finally got Ted up out of the groove. He completes the pass. Kenny Wallace tried to come with him, but Musgrave was able to come down before he made the move. And already the leader is in the tail end of the field. He's lapped one car, moving in again on David Green as he goes off turn number two and heads for three. Rusty takes the outside groove, going into turn number three, races up alongside the David Green car. Now has to squeeze back in line behind him off turn four. David running now the last car in the lead lap in 39th position. Rusty will go by him on the outside in turns one and two. Rusty gets by the lap traffic. Now he's got two lap cars between himself and second place Sterling Marlin. Further back, Kenny Wallace gains a spot. He dives to the inside of Ted Musgrave and grabs that position in turn three. And Bobby Hamilton's been moving up. He's picked up a couple of positions also, and right now Michael Waltrip gets pinned on the outside over in turn three. Ward Burton trying to squeeze down on the inside of him. Michael trying to do all he can to close the door, but he can't do it. Ward is there up alongside. Those drivers racing for position while the leader Rusty Wallace rapidly closes the gap between them. Looking back, some other changes among the top ten. In fact, why don't we reset the front of the field for you? Rusty Wallace, the leader, with Sterling Marlin second, getting heavy pressure by Jeff Gordon, who's now third. Kenny Wallace passed Ted Musgrave, moved up to fourth. Ted is back to fifth. Sixth is Dale Jarrett. Jeff Bodine's up to seventh. Brett Bodine is eighth. Steve Grissom runs ninth. And now Kyle Petty holds down the tenth spot. Those cars in one and two. Single file, except for the ones trying to deal with the slower traffic. David Green hugs the inside of Sterling Marlin and Jeff Gordon make the move to the outside of him. Kenny Wallace now pinched behind David Green and John Andretti's lap cars. You just have to really tiptoe around this racetrack. You have to be so careful, and you can't really get in that outside groove, even if you, if you feel like you can get around up there, if there's any traffic around you. If you get hung up on the high side, as we said, you're going to lose three or four positions. 
The scramble for Rusty Wallace, not a hard one right now. Rusty's just passing everybody he catches on this racetrack. As we said, he is one of the best in the business and seemed to find the short track magic every time we come to Bristol, Tennessee. He just seems to be able to find a handling combination on that car that really works. Here he comes off turn number four, moving in on Gary Bradbury right now to put him a lap down in turn one. Rusty certainly hooked up at this stage of the race. If he stays like this, he might be unbeatable here this afternoon, stretching out his lead nearly a half straightaway over an ongoing second-place battle that Sterling Marlin continually trying to hold off Jeff Gordon. For now, Gordon just kind of riding in Marlin's tire tracks. We gave you the top ten a moment ago back to Kyle Petty. Let's run a little bit further back. Jimmy Spencer 11th. Kenny Schrader is 12th. Terry Labonte just passed Jeff Burton for 13th, kicking Jeff back to the 14th position. Bobby Labonte is 15th. 16th is Mark Martin. Robert Presley is 17th. 18th position belongs to Hutch Strickland. Bill Elliott is 19th. Chad Little 20th. 21st is Dick Trickle. Ricky Rudd is 22nd. Joe Nemechek 23rd. Dale Earnhardt is 24th. 25th position belongs to Robbie Gordon. You've got Ernie Irvin in 26th. Rick Mass 27th. Uh, Mike Skinner 28th. Jeremy Mayfield 29th, Johnny Benson is 30th, Michael Waltrip 31st, at Barrier 32nd, Derek Cope 33rd, Ward Burton 34th, Dave Marcus 35th, Jack Sprague is 36th, 37th is Morgan Shepard, and the last car on the lead lap is Gary Bradbury, he's 38th, just in front of race leader Rusty Wallace. Running a lap down already in 39th is David Green, Bobby Hamilton lost a lap when that uh, spin happened back at lap 12, he is running in 41st, uh, it should be running in 40th, and now the pass for second happens in the middle of three and four as Jeff Gordon finally gets around Sterling Marlin and takes that spot. So that's the way we go now at uh, 38 laps out of 500 at Bristol. Rusty Wallace, dominant early. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There, you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. We are under caution for the second time in the Food City 500 at Bristol Motor Speedway. An incident happening on the back straightaway. Ricky Rudd and Chad Little racing for the 19th position had been doing that side-by-side side for a couple of laps. They finally made contact when they exited turn two in the last lap there. Ricky got spun down to the inside of the racetrack, was good at avoiding the inside retaining wall, but in the process has cut down the two left front tires. Watching as Ricky tries to kind of uh, lobster walk or crab walk his car around. Meantime, here come the leaders past the opening of pit road and everybody coming in for service. Lap 49, the stops will be. We'll begin in the leaders pit. Rusty Wallace heads to the attention of his crew. And they're going to work on the right side. Right behind him is Sterling Marlin. Then you've got Ted Musgrave. Behind him is Kenny Wallace. Jeff Gordon is in. Dale Jarrett is in. So is Hutt Strickland, Jeff Bodine. All these cars getting four Goodyear Eagles and Uni 76 gasoline out on Winston Kelly. Terry Labonte's crew just about to complete their four tire stop. Kyle Petty eases out just in front of Steve Grissom. Ken Schrader has to back up. Now Terry Labonte goes out. Then Bobby Labonte, Schrader, Robert Presley, Robbie Gordon punts the tire that comes off Dick Grissom's car, Bill Elliott, and the John Deere car of Chad Little. Let's go to the back pits and Marty Snyder. Everybody in back here, Mark Martin, Joe Nemechek already down the way with a two-tire up. Ernie Irvin wins the race off pit road, however. Mark Martin is second, Ward Burton third, 
everybody down here, four tires in Unical gasoline. Jimmy Spencer was first off pit road. I don't know if they just changed a couple of tires and uh, dumped in some fuel and sent it back, but at any rate, he is the first car back on the speedway. Jimmy Spencer, it looked from here, taking just right side tires. A follow-up there in a moment, but the first pit strategy move being made by the Camel team as Jimmy comes off with the race lead. Rusty Wallace will come out second. Joan Imachek will come off third, followed by Dale Jarrett, Sterling Marlin, Jeff Gordon, Kyle Petty, Jeff Bodine, and Steve Grissom will round out the rest of the front runners off of pit road. Look like Kenny Wallace and a couple of others got boxed in in traffic, cost them quite a bit of positions as they tried to get back out onto the racetrack. Later on in today's broadcast, Western Auto, the official auto parts and service store of NASCAR, will select the mechanic of the race. Award winner, the top NASCAR mechanic getting $2,000 from Western Auto, Gary DeHart, Terry Labonte's crew chief, leads the standings for the $25,000 Western Auto Mechanic of the Year Award to be passed out at season's end. Let's go back to the back pits and Marty Snyder. Ricky Rudd is back here with a heavily damaged race car. The left side is uh, pretty well used up. The left front and the left rear, both sides of the race car, both ends of the race car, however, uh, used up. And they're working feverishly back here, but it'll probably be a while before Ricky Rudd gets back out. Pretty strange situation at Bristol over the years for Ricky Rudd. He has always run up in the top five when he doesn't have any problems. Had a lot of chances to win here. I've seen him get caught up in accidents with as little as five laps to go. And uh, just he usually is very good at the speedway, just has not had that good of a finishes over the years. Seemed like bad luck has befallen him many, many times. It does again here today. Tough break for him. Ricky sixth in the NASCAR Winston Cup Series championship standings coming into the event. Obviously uh, very tough going early for him to be behind the wall. So Jimmy Spencer getting right side tires comes off with the race lead. Jim Phillips is in that team's pits. Jim, uh, you confirm what I saw down there, that they took right sides only? Uh, yes, let's ask Donnie where you go. What uh, strategy? Donnie only took two tires that time. Yeah, we tried it up here last time, get some track position. We'll see how it works again this time. We want to try it early, see what happens. That's crew chief Donnie Wingo for Jimmy Spencer. They're going to try this strategy early in the race and see if they can get some track position. They've got the track position. Now let's see if they can keep it. Well, you know, we've seen Jimmy here, what, in the last four or five years, really put on some outstanding performances a couple of times. He's been right up in the thick of things, and I'm sure he will be again today. Pace car down on the apron of the racetrack going behind pit wall. Green flag comes out, and Spencer sets sail. Rusty Wallace breathes right down his tailpipe in turn number one. And you know Rusty's not going to have any patience. If that car's capable of getting around, he's going to try it. They're in, back, in the back stretch for three. Spencer gets about a car length advantage over Rusty, though, coming into the turn. He's taking a little bit higher line. Rusty stays with him, exiting turn four. Down to the stripe, completing lap 54 of 500 for Jimmy Spencer out in front. Here's Rusty Wallace chasing after him off two. Wallace dives to the inside, looks for a chance to put alongside, but Spencer is pretty strong once he hits the back straightaway. Dale Jarrett just eases around Joe Nemechek and will now move up into third place. Oh, trouble in turn two. Jack Sprague is spun going into the corner. Look to be right at the tail end of the field. He has rolled down the banking and the field now roars by on the outside. Caution comes right back out on the speedway at lap 55. Again, he is on the apron of the racetrack and we're under the third caution flag of the day. I got a feeling we're going to see a lot of those before the afternoon is done. Jack Sprague uh, subbing for Ricky Craven in this event here today, saying he just wants to get the car to the finish. They've had a lot of uh, unfortunate bumps and bangs with the Budweiser team of late, and Sprague says he just wants to get the race done with all the fenders on the car and get him one to bring home in one piece. Obviously, Ricky Craven home on the mend after the very rough 
lick he took in a practice crash at Texas uh, a week ago. And we wish Ricky a speedy recovery as he continues undergoing some physical therapy with, uh, I understand, one of the trainers that works with a lot of the Carolina Panthers football team, helping Ricky get back in shape from the shoulder and rib injuries that he suffered there. We expect we'll see Ricky at Martinsville when we go there next weekend for the uh, Goodies 500 there. Yeah, a lot of people were asking about him in the garage area all weekend long here, and we hope Ricky will be able to come back with us next weekend at Martinsville. 57 laps are on the scoreboard. Jack Sprague went to put the car in the pits in the back straight away. Let's get a quick update there. Sprague, uh, again, spun the car over to turn number two, came down the pit lane, uh, got quick service, now has rejoined the field. So at this point, we work the third caution of the event. And uh, at the head of the pack, a couple of guys trying two tires on the first stop for some uh, pit strategy, seeing if that'll help them uh, and how it will work out in this particular segment of the race. Field going to get the signal one to go now, and we'll go back to green flag racing. At this point, I think that everybody, a lot of people along pit road, are going to be keeping an eye on Jimmy Spencer and Joe Nemechek's cars to uh, see how they do perform over the next 7,500 laps if we go green flag for a while and find out if that two-tire strategy is going to be something that's viable as we move through this race. Well, it's cool enough today, and the tire wear not that excessive, or it doesn't appear to have been that much in what practice we've had here this weekend. So we'll see, as you said, how Spencer plays out out there. If he's able to hold Rusty Wallace off, I think we'll see quite a bit of two-tire changes before the day is done. 57 laps are up on the board right now. They're getting ready to go back to green here in, well, this time around. And they waved off the restart. They're going to go one more pace lap before they drop the green flag. Had to get a couple of cars uh, properly positioned on the restart. A couple of drivers who came down pit road too soon and needed to be informed that they will start at the tail end of the longest line. Let's go back to the back pits and Marty Snyder. Ricky Rudd is almost ready to come out. The problem they have is they can't fix the hole where the gas needs to go in. The car's fine. It looked like the toe in or the, the rear end housing was bent, but it is not. The frame is fine. Let's get a quick word with Andy Graves, uh, crew chief for Jack Sprague. Andy, the car okay? Yeah, I think so. He just uh, Somebody got into him and sent him around. That's Andy Graves, crew chief for Jack Sprague. So Ricky Rudd and Jack Sprague should be out there pretty quickly. Jack's out there now. Ricky should be out in just a moment. And Ricky wants to get back out there and get as many possible points to stay in the standings as well as he is in the early part of the season. We'll go green flag racing this time by. Jimmy Spencer sits at the front of the field. Right behind him is Rusty Wallace, followed by Dale Earnhardt back there in third. Joe Nemechek is fourth. Fifth will be Sterling Marlin. Sixth is Jeff Gordon. Kyle Petty will be lining up seventh, followed by Jeff Bodine as they get ready to send the pace car behind the pit wall. A couple of cars, a lap or so down on the inside. Bobby Hamilton will be the first of those, and Spencer doesn't give him a chance to even think about getting his lap back. When they drop the green, he's gone into turn one. Spencer charges hard into turn number one, but cannot shake Rusty Wallace. Rusty stays with him. Now they've got Bobby Hamilton sitting between them in third place, Dale Jarrett. Roaring single file back to turn four. Spencer's car slips wide. Rusty Wallace glued right to the bottom. Looked like he was going to try and run up underneath him. Off four for the lead. Didn't have enough room. He goes back in line. Spencer again Climbs the banking a little bit higher line than Rusty is taking, but Rusty doesn't have the opportunity to pull up alongside as of yet. He's right up on his rear deck, though, again in turn four. Rusty's got to keep the heat turned up on Spencer, hoping he'll slip a little bit, and if he gets just an inch inside, he'll be gone around. Scramble right now back there, third place. It's trying to get around Bobby Hamilton. Now, Hamilton isn't up in the thick of things. He is a lap down. Dale Jarrett was working on him just to get up there and catch the leaders. They're back in three. Jarrett opens the lane, makes the move, now closes him in the front two. Rusty Wallace on the back bumper of Jimmy Spencer for the race lead now. 
out. Spencer wide. Here's Wallace looking low off two. Wallace sees the best opportunity he's seen in a while. But again, Jimmy Spencer gets into it. Coming down the back straight away. Wallace can't pull up alongside and complete the pass. And Rusty knows that Jimmy Spencer is cut from the same piece of cloth he is. And either one will give you very much on a racetrack. And Rusty's going to try and get underneath him off turn number two. Let's see if it works. Rusty gets up alongside, nearly making contact. But again, Jimmy Spencer strong on the outside groove. He slams the door. Coming back to turn three. Here's Rusty again trying to get a run off turn four. This time he settles in line behind Spencer. Tries to line him up in the gun sights again. Off two. Maybe we've got more to worry about now. Dale Jarrett is closed in. It's a three-way battle for the lead. Spencer takes him back to turn three. Single file behind him. Stacked up is Rusty Wallace and Dale Jarrett. Got a feeling that Rusty right now just keeping the heat on. Of course, he'll try and get around if he can, but he can make maybe worry Jimmy Spencer into using up that race car a little bit more than he would need to. All Jimmy really needs to do is just hang down the inside of the racetrack and protect that groove and make Rusty go around on the outside. He takes a shot at him off turn number four, and again, he shuts him down as they work their way back into one at lap 67. Continuing under caution after Gary Bradbury got turned around in traffic off turn two and caught the inside wall. He's taken his car to the garage. Ricky Rudd has come back onto the speedway, running some 17 laps down to the race leader. In fact, now 18 laps down to the race leader, though Ricky is back onto the racetrack. While we're under the yellow flag, take a minute and update you on our broadcast schedule for next weekend. MRN Radio on the air from Martinsville, Virginia. With the NASCAR Winston Cup Series on Friday afternoon, we'll have Bush Pole qualifying for you starting at 2.50. Eastern Time. That is this coming Friday. Saturday, we jump on an airplane and buzz on over to Nashville Speedway, USA, for the NASCAR Bush Series in the Bell South, Opryland 320. And that broadcast next Saturday is at 6.45 Eastern Time. Then it's back to Martinsville with the NASCAR Winston Cup Series on Sunday and the Goodies 500 one week from today. 12.45 is our broadcast next Sunday. Saw Clay Campbell to the Martinsville Speedway this morning. He said he's got some good seats still available for that race. Call the Martinsville Speedway right now if you would like to see some NASCAR Winston Cup Series short track racing next weekend. Then we move from Martinsville on to the world's fastest speedway, Talladega Super Speedway in Alabama, two weeks from today for the Winston 500. That's April 27th. May the 4th, we're in Sonoma, California for the Save Mart 300. Always a fun show on the Sears Point Raceway Road Course. Then, Saturday night, May the 17th, the running of the All-Star Race, the Winston, under the lights at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Then we'll join the Winston Cup cars the 1st of June in Dover, Delaware, June 8th in Pocono, Pennsylvania, the 15th of June in Brooklyn, Michigan, and the forward to bringing you the inaugural California 500 from Penske Motorsports New California Speedway in Fontana, California, just outside of Los Angeles. Make your ticket plans. Catch one of those upcoming NASCAR Winston Cup Series events as we move into the heat of the summer. We're still working the fourth caution flag of the afternoon. We're at lap 73. Going to be a couple of more laps before they cut them loose one more time. Let's check in again with Marty Snyder. Well, I tell you what, if you're standing on the left side, the driver's side of Gary Bradbury's car, it doesn't look that bad, but if you go around to the back or the right side, it's pretty awful. Where the trunk would be, it's completely up to the back seat of the car if it were your passenger car. Gary, what happened out there? Well, I guess just a uh, typical short track racing at Bristol. Uh, somebody got in the left rear end coming off, uh, coming off turn two and, you know, spun us around, but... Uh, I don't know. Just uh, we we started out really loose, and I had the car a little bit better, better, and was just trying to you know blend up in traffic and get going, get us some pace going here, but I uh, never got the chance. 
as Gary said, typical Bristol, tempers are very short, and so are patients here. And we'll have a lot of wrinkle sheet metal before the day is over. Pace car off the banking in turn number four, getting set to go back to green flag conditions. Jimmy Spencer is the leader. Rusty Wallace sits second. Dale Jarrett's third. Jeff Gordon is fourth. Green flag goes in the air again. Bobby Hamilton, the first car down the inside, a lap down. Doesn't even get a chance to think about getting his lap back. Makes a little contact with Rusty Wallace as they went off into turn one. Wallace does squeeze by, though, and get by the lap car. Bobby Hamilton now Dale Jarrett separated from front two by Hamilton's lap car. Rusty Wallace pretty determined to get up in front of Bobby Hamilton and stay in contact with race leader Jimmy Spencer. Hamilton now between Wallace in third place, Dale Jarrett. Dale Jarrett putting the pressure on Hamilton coming off the corner. He looks behind, sees Jeff Gordon starting to put some pressure on him. Here he goes to work, diving to the inside. Jarrett underneath Bobby Hamilton. And Hamilton gets touched coming off the corner. He'll loop the car around, spin all the way down to the apron of the racetrack, and hopefully everybody's going to get by without making any contact, and they do, but caution is on the speedway again. Doesn't take very long to get a yellow flag here at Bristol. That's the fifth time this afternoon that we have seen a caution. Joe Boy, you had a good look at that also. I'll tell you what, if Dale Jarrett hit him, it was a very slight touch because it looked as though they had cleared completely coming off the corner, but suddenly Hamilton's Pontiac just completely spun around. The back end came around. He crossed down to the inside, and miraculously, everybody went around to the outside and missed him. And he was very, very fortunate in that he also was doing a great job with his car. You could watch from where we stand at the start-finish line, him alternating, locking up the brakes, kind of jabbing the throttle, letting the brakes off. The try and keep the car from coming back off from the apron where he was spinning up onto the racing surface where everybody else was jamming the brakes and trying to get slowed down to avoid him. Good piece of driving there by Hamilton to keep that from being a big pileup on the front stretch. Nonetheless, the yellow out, 79 laps into the event for the fifth time. Back at Bristol Motor Speedway, we're less than a half a lap away from the restart, and all of a sudden, Jeff Burton's car comes coasting down pit road. Jim Phillips is looking on. And the, the engine's not running on the, the sport. Now it fires up, so we don't know exactly what was wrong with it now, but it fires, and he should be all right. You're going to have to hurry to get out before they cut the field loose as they come off turn number four. He's going to make it. The green flag about to come back in the air, and Jeff Burton will barely get in ahead of the leaders. They may pass him, however, before he gets off turn number two because they've got a full head of steam. Rusty Wallace. Waste no time in going after Jimmy Spencer again in turn three. Spencer shows the way, though, coming into the turn. Now closes in on the rear deck of Jeff Burton with Rusty right behind him. Burton does get it up to steam and stays about two car lengths in front of Jimmy Spencer. On the tail end of the lead lap, Spencer, Wallace, and Jarrett in one. Single file working off turn two and down the back straight away. Burton doing all he can to stay on the tail end of the lead lap. Jimmy Spencer putting the pressure on him, though, in turn four. And a lot of right now being stacked up back there. Swinging to the outside goes Spencer. Rusty takes advantage. Dives to the end side and grabs the lead away back in turn number one. Rusty gets in line. Spencer gets his position before Dale Jarrett comes by to pick off the second position. So now Spencer in second. Jarrett now knocking on his door. Trying to pressure Jimmy Spencer. Now Rusty Wallace right up on Jeff Burton's back bumper. Trying to put him a lap down. He looked quickly to the inside at the entrance of one. Burton slams the door, bringing his car back down to the low side of the racetrack. For now, Rusty says content for the time being to fall in behind him back in turn four. And Jeff Gordon pedaling about as hard as he can, trying to get up there and make it a three or four Four-way battle for the lead. Rusty will finally get around. Jeff Burton will put him a lap down. Jeff's going to try and just hang with him in case Rusty slips to maybe get himself back to get on the tail end of the lead lap. They're over in three. Now Spencer looks down to the inside of Burton momentarily. Now he'll get back in line in four. Work their way off the corner. Dale Jarrett now closing in on the back of Jimmy Spencer as Spencer tries to work Jeff Burton's lap car. Jarrett tries to work Spencer for second. Spencer washes up the banking a little bit. Opens up the inside. Just gives an invitation to Dale Jarrett, but he's not quick enough to take the advantage. He'll fall 
back in line now with Gordon right on his rear deck. Tell you who may have the best handling race car out there is you, you keep wanting to watch the battle at the front of the field. I keep wanting to watch Terry Labonte. He's passed a lot of cars and done it on the outside of this racetrack. That's just how good that car is here this afternoon. Meanwhile, the leader comes through turn three and four. Rusty Wallace now is pulled away by maybe ten car lengths over Jimmy Spencer as he works back into turn number one. Jimmy's got his hands full now just to hold off Dale Jarrett and Jeff Gordon. They're off two. Spencer washes wide again off turn two. There's the inside lane for Dale Jarrett. Can he pull up alongside? Coming into the corner. There he is at turn four up alongside Spencer for second. Jeff Gordon behind Jarrett now as they work down to the inside across the start finish line. Spencer still about a half a length in front of Jarrett. Now he washes wide again. Jarrett gets the nose out in front momentarily, but now Spencer races hard to the outside lane, still hanging on to the second spot as Jarrett's trying to get a piece of it. It's one of those deals where you really tiptoe very carefully here because a little contact will turn you around. Dale Jarrett knows that. Jimmy Spencer knows it. However, Spencer drifts way high this time in turns one and two. Not only does Dale Jarrett get by, but Jeff Gordon also gets underneath him as they come out of the corner. They're back in the front straightaway, heading for one. Working their way now, down at 93 laps complete. Rusty Wallace, while they were racing side-by-side side for second, opened up almost a t- full two-second lead on the second-place driver, which is now Dale Jarrett. Let's go to Pit Road. Update you on Jeff Burton's problem. The reason he lost to Lamp Allen on the pit lane, ignition box problem for Jeff Burton. They switched it over to the second unit. Now he's back on the speedway, of course. It goes to show you that racing doesn't hold any favors over from one day to the next. Burton, of course, scoring the big first victory as trouble oh, one trouble car. The back straightaway. Robbie Gordon spins around, backs into the wall. Very similar to the way that Gary Bradbury did a few laps ago. He bounces off the inside wall, refires the car, and tries to make his way back to the pits. And the field looks up, and the yellow flag is flying for the sixth time this afternoon. That is the sixth caution. We're only at lap number 95, so this could be a yellow flag day before it's all over. Let's go back to Joe Moore. It's a, one of those situations, Marty, we've seen, what, three times already this afternoon off turn number two. If you're just the least bit crossed up and there's another car anywhere close to you, he can't check up in time to keep from uh, hitting the rear deck of your car. That's what happened again here to Robbie Gordon. He got tapped just slightly coming off the corner as he was loosened up, and the car spun completely around out the back straightaway. Gordon had been on pit road several times early in the event, Winston Kelly, with a problem on his car. It was the outer tie rod on the right front of the car the first time that he came down pit road. They were just trying to diagnose the problem. He just did miss getting back out. He lost a lap then. Then they came in several more times, Tony Glover making the call. They had to keep it on pit road, found out what the problem was. The right from the right front of the car, an outer tie rod was broken. Robbie Gordon was running back in 39th position, six laps down to the race leader. He's lost more now as his car comes limping behind the pit wall inside of turn number four. Robbie Gordon putting out the sixth caution of the afternoon when he gets tapped and spun off turn two and into the inside wall on the back straightaway. Starting to say about Jeff Burton there just for a minute, how racing holds no favors from one day to the next. He got the big first Winston Cup Series win at Texas last Sunday. Yesterday, he won the NASCAR Bush Series race here in Bristol three in a row is going to be very difficult to happen today after the ignition box problem he is now down one lap to the race leader at 97 laps complete it is rusty wallace leading dale jarrett jeff gordon jimmy spencer and now kyle petty in the fifth position and from the bristol motor speedway this is mrn radio Pit stops for some under the sixth caution of the Food City 500. We start on the front straightaway where just a couple of cars have been in. Robert Presley and Bill Elliott coming in, getting right side tires on their first stop, going back around to keep from getting lapped and getting left side tires on the next stop. Also others in on the backstretch pits in front of Marty Snyder. 
Joe Nemechek running in the top five back here on the back pits came in. Last time he only took two tires. This time the tires were just uh, too worn out. They couldn't go any longer, so they decided to come in. Rather than waiting for another caution, they came in and took four new Goodyear Eagles. The NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series in action next weekend when they run at Phoenix International Raceway in Arizona. Live coverage of the Chevy Classic 300 comes your way on the NASCAR Truck Network at 4 o'clock Eastern Time next Sunday. The NASCAR Truck Network is a division of MRN Radio. Well, the caution waving for the sixth time in the event at lap 95 when Robbie Gordon got bumped out of traffic, caught the inside wall down the back straightaway, damaging pretty well the left side of his uh, core Chevrolet. Gordon has brought the car back behind pit wall where uh, Tony Glover and the crew are assessing the damage now. And Winston Kelly, not a very friendly first visit to Bristol for Robbie Gordon. No, it's not. Uh, Robbie, bit of a tough luck this afternoon. What happened out there? Oh, I, just, I don't know if I got loose for myself or, or somebody got me loose, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. Um, we, had a, we had a good car. We had a, a little mis, mishap in the first pit stop, and, um, you know, we, we just got to make better calls than that. We're going to grow as a team, and, and we'll get it figured out, but it's just going to take a little while. How about all the pit stops you were making earlier? Had reports that it was a tie rod. Was that it? Yeah, what happened is I got together with, um, with the Budweiser car after our first pit stop. Um, you know, we, we were running pretty good. I think we were running probably 25th or something, and then all of a sudden, you know, we go out at the back, and same old story. You run at the back, and you have problems like this. You know, um, you, you need, we need to get up and run towards the front of the grid a bit more. That's Robbie Gordon with Tony Glover and the crew trying to get him back in this afternoon. 101 laps are on the scoreboard. The field was given the indication they're getting ready to go back to green flag racing as they work their way off turn number four. Pace car gets down to the apron of the racetrack. First lap car down to the inside will be Jeff Burton, and you know he's going to run rusty as hard as he can to try and get himself back on the tail end of the lead lap. But as we said, Jack Rabbit Wallace is gone one more time. He doesn't give anybody a chance to even think about getting the lap back. Dale Jarrett's the only car that's able to hang with him as they work their way down the back straightaway and go to three. Jeff Gordon rides along to the third spot, but again, he's separated from the front two by the lap car of Jeff Burton. Running in fourth is Jimmy Spencer. Kyle Petty having a great day thus far today in the Hot Wheels machine. Started 14th, running fifth right now at the end of 103 laps. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. In the early going of the Food City 500 at Bristol, Tennessee, Rusty Wallace has been the dominant driver, started from the Bush Pole, led the first 49 laps. Jimmy Spencer took two tires on a set of pit stops among all the leaders at lap 49 under a caution flag. Spencer led the next 35 laps around, then Rusty got back by him, and Wallace continues to hold the top spot now at lap 105. It is Dale Jarrett, Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Spencer, and Kyle Petty rounding out the top five. One driver had troubles up in turns three and four a lap ago. Mike Skinner got up into the concrete in front of Joe Moore. He was racing alongside Dick Trickle. They made some contact out coming into turn three, and he just glanced off the outside wall. So a good bit of damage to the right side and the rear of his Chevrolet. Very easy to scrape the wall here at Bristol. Good scramble going on back in the field, a little further back right now between Jeff Bodine and Sterling Marlin as they work their way off turns one and two and head down the back stretch. Both those cars having to squeeze to the outside momentarily at turn two, approaching Darrell Walter. They get by him and fall back in line single file.
Wild. Why don't we set the field for you just past lap 100. Rusty Wallace leads. Dale Jarrett second. Jeff Gordon third. Jimmy Spencer fourth. And Kyle Petty fifth. Sixth is Sterling Marlin. Jeff Bodine is seventh. Eighth is Steve Grissom. Ninth position belongs to Terry Labonte. Brett Bodine has just taken over tenth. Ernie Irvin is eleventh. Twelfth is Kenny Wallace. Dale Earnhardt is up to thirteenth. Fourteenth position as uh, the caution is going to come out of the speedway. Mike Skinner's car has dropped some debris on the back straightaway. And that will slow the field down as they come around to the start-finish line at lap number 110. Uh, Again, debris on the racetrack from Mike Skinner's car. Continuing to look through the field, we went back through Dale Earnhardt in 13th. Mark Martin is 14th. Ted Musgrave, 15th. Ken Schrader is 16th. Bobby Labonte, 17th. Michael Waltrip who started this race back in the 39th position, is up to the 18th spot now, with Derek Cope 19th and Ward Burton 20th. 21st is Johnny Benson, Jeremy Mayfield 22nd, 23rd Dick Trickle, Chad Little 24th, and Joni Machek 25th. 26th is Hutt Strickland, 27th is Bill Elliott, and Robert Presley is in the 28th position. He would be, along with Rick Mast in 29th, Morgan Shepard in 30th, Mike Skinner in 31st, the last cars on the lead lap. Now a lap down in 32nd would be Jeff Burton, Dave Marcus 33rd, and Bobby Hamilton 34th. Two laps down in 35th is Ed Barrier, David Green in 36th. Running four laps down is Jack Sprague in 37th. Five laps down is John Andretti in 38th. Darrell Waltrip is 13 laps down in 39th. Ricky Rudd is 20 laps down in 40th. Robbie Gordon and Gary Bradbury are behind the wall. Lake Speed is back on the racetrack, 70 laps down to the race leader. And that's the full field rundown (laughs) at lap number 112. This mid-race update sponsored by Sports Image. While you're shopping at Food City for your groceries, stop and pick out some of the Dale Earnhardt merchandise that shows you're a real fan. It's very convenient. If you're looking for great Dale Earnhardt merchandise, look no further than your participating Food City. Makes a long rundown when you got 43 cars. I was just thinking that, that, that it doesn't seem like it usually takes that many laps to get a rundown here at Bristol, but we do have the added cars in the field. What, five more this year than we we had last year, and that's a good move on, on NASCAR's part, uh, a good sign in support of the car owners and the sponsors who are here each and every week on the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Yeah, very definitely. It's a shame that a lot of times when these guys had to go home for the last couple of years, you come and you work just as hard, spend as much money to go out there and practice and try to qualify, and you can put that many cars on this racetrack with no major problems whatsoever. So it was discussed for about a year, I guess, before the decision was made, and it has been a good move on everybody's part. Very well received by the car owners, the drivers, and everybody else in this business. And we'll also tip our cap while we're doing so to NASCAR to the track operators of the short tracks. Basically what was lacking in order to expand the field to 42 cars was pit stalls for 42 cars at these racetracks. Here at Bristol, at Richmond, at Martinsville, the track operators have jumped in and done the construction work necessary to make 42 pit stalls at each of those speedways. And so each of the teams getting the pit facilities that they need to also uh, fairly and adequately conduct the race. And so let's uh, throw a tip of the cap to the promoter's way as well for expanding the size of the starting fields in these short track events. Now that was probably the deciding factor in going to this per- particular procedure. 113 laps are on the board. Can't believe how many yellow flags. Well, we're at Bristol, so I was about to say I can't believe how many <laughs> yellow flags we've had the first 100 laps. At the way we're going now, if we average about six per 100 laps, that'll be, what, uh, 30 yellow flags. Here. I think we had 22 at one of the races not too many years back here on a Saturday night. That was one of the nights we had a full moon at one of the night races, yeah. and everybody went crazy that one. May see the same thing today. 114 laps are on the board, still under caution. 
Working caution for the seventh time in the Food City 500 for debris on the racetrack from Mike Skinner's car. Under this yellow flag, several pit stops on the back pits. Also, Hut Strickland came down the front straight, straight uh, pit. Just about the only car that did, Jim Phillips. And unfortunately, it will set him back a good bit in this race. Yes, it will, Adam, because they had trouble with a lug nut on the white front. Could not get it off, and it uh, cost Hut Strickland a lap. They changed the rights, and then they had to come back and change the laps. So Hut Strickland lost a lap on the pit lane. Followed all the way back now to 34th position, so he's got a lot of ground to make up here this afternoon. Field was just given the indication one more lap will go back to green flag racing. Mike Skinner's car pulling out of the back pits and heading onto the speedway now, getting ready to join the tail end of the field. 117 laps are on the board. They'll go back green at 118 laps. Rusty Wallace will lead him down when the pace car pulls off up in turn number four. Right behind him is Dale Jarrett. In third place right now is Jeff Gordon. Jimmy Spencer has fallen back to fourth. What a run for Kyle Petty. We'll get a word out of his pit a little bit later this afternoon. He's having a real good day here at Bristol. Watching for the green flag to come back in the air. There it goes, and Rusty Wallace is long gone again. Jeff Burton down on the inside. Never had a chance to get a lap back. He's going to be a long, frustrating day for Jeff. The leader's off, too. Burton now sitting in behind Rusty Wallace, just ahead of second place, Dale Jarrett. Jeff Gordon, the fourth-place car, our third-place car, that is, running single file now as he ends at turn four. Gordon with Jimmy Spencer right behind him. Then Kyle Petty clears the lap traffic. Sterling Marlin, Jeff Bodine, and Steve Grissom all in the top ten, dealing with those lap cars. First side-by-side races where Jeff Bodine is back at the uh, seventh position, trying to make his way by Bobby Hamilton. He'll clear him there, and now leave Steve Grissom back behind him at eight. Big pack of traffic back there. Terry Labonte is also high in that outside groove, trying to work his way back down to the bottom of the racetrack. But Terry, as we pointed out earlier, is one of the few cars out there that's able to run the outside and pass anybody. He's over in three. Terry up to the ninth position, going to the outside of David Green, now diving down to the inside of Bobby Hamilton's lap car. It's also tip our cap. We were talking about Kyle Petty having a good run in the early going of the race. How about Steve Grissom running up in the top ten? Grissom scoring his first top ten finish of the season last weekend down in Texas. Texas after a couple of pretty rough re- weeks that uh, he and the Larry Hedrick team went through. Failed to qualify at Darlington. Had the big wreck in Atlanta. Came back with a top ten run in Texas last Sunday. Now here he is right back in the top ten at Bristol again today. Good good race driver Steve Grissom is. They just need to get a little more chemistry going in that race team and have a little luck and you'll see him running up in the top ten very frequently. 123 on the board. Rusty Wallace continues to lead. The scramble right now is for second place. Jeff Gordon been trying to take it away from Dale Jarrett the last four laps around. They're back in turn three. Gordon's been sneaking up on the outside of Dale Jarrett, looking for a chance to get by there. Just falls in behind him each time as he exits the corner. Gordon taking a look down low on Jarrett as they head to one. Not enough room to stick the fender in. He falls back in line. Single file, working off turn two. This again for the second spot. Further back now, a change for the third position, possibly. Kyle Petty roars to life down on the inside of Jimmy Spencer. They're stacked up double wide off turn four. All you need to do is drift up just a little bit, about a foot or so, and that's what Jimmy Spencer did. Kyle Petty took advantage and went right on underneath him. That scramble still continues for for the second position over in turn three. Jeff Gordon doing all he can to try to get by Dale Jarrett. Jarrett's kind of boxed in behind the lap car of Jeff Burton just ahead of him. Jarrett not really right up on Burton's back bumper, but Gordon is all over Jarrett's for the time being. He follows him off two. Nose to tail, working off turn two. Gordon is waiting for some slip by Dale Jarrett, which could present an opportunity to pass. For now, he'll follow his tire tracks off the corner. Rusty Wallace opened up a big advantage right now. He has almost a half a straightaway lead on everybody else. Here comes the pass for second place. It'll occur down in turn number one, and Jeff Gordon just got underneath Dale Jarrett. They go back to three. They just saw that little slip we were just talking about. Jarrett slipped going into turn number one. Gordon takes advantage. He moves to second. Jarrett falls back to third. And while that's going on,
on the bright sunshine beginning to burst through the clouds over the Bristol Motor Speedway. Would have been a very overcast morning, now turning into a very bright, sunshiny afternoon, much to the delight of the fans in the grandstands here, as we've completed now 128 laps of the 500 in the event. Right now, the tight spot on the speedway is back for the sixth position. That is where Sterling Marlins trying to hold off about five cars, beaten on his back deck. Got Jeff Bodine right behind him. Steve Grissom is there. Also, Terry Labonte. All those cars on the lead lap trying to get a piece of Sterling Marlins. Sixth spot. Now, this is where it really gets ticklish as you catch some of that lap traffic we talked about earlier today. The car they'll be running up on down there. As they Trouble in turn four. It is the car of... Uh, Jack Sprague spins around, makes contact at the corner, gets collected by Mike Skinner. He bounces off the wall, glances back down, and everybody continues on their way. Looks like uh, Mike Skinner got uh, tagged in traffic, slid up the racetrack, and in trying to gain control of his car, came down and kind of nosed into the side of Jack Sprague's machine, who happened to be there at the bottom and kind of caught Skinner's car coming down the banking. They bounced off each other about three times before they both drove away. The yellow flag is out, and in Sprague's car moving Moving back around the speedway with the damaged machine, he bounced off the side of Jeff Burton's car also, so several cars involved in sustaining damage here as we go under the yellow flag for the eighth time at lap number 132. Boy, it's no problem to get a yellow flag. That is the eighth one, as you said, this afternoon. We're only 132 laps into the event this afternoon. Now we're going to see if anybody decides to dive onto pit road here as the safety trucks come out, take a look at the racetrack and see how much debris or anything else they might have put down up there. Those packs of traffic, just like that when you come off the corner, you can just touch somebody here at Bristol. That car is in such a bind going in the turn and off the turn. You'll turn around just automatically. I believe you could reach out there and kick one of those cars and spin it out. If you could reach out there and kick one of them when they're going by you at 120 miles an hour in tight quarters like that here at Bristol. It does never seem like much. You know, you just expect when cars bounce hard off each other to see somebody go. That's that's a natural thing. But sometimes when these cars brush ever so lightly, you sit here and you say to yourself, did they really touch? Did he really spin from that? But with the kind of speeds that they're running and the kind of confines that there are here, it would not take much to break that grip to the racetrack that the driver has and send him for a pretty wild ride. Most of the accidents we have seen this afternoon over in turn number two have happened just that way. You talked about it earlier. Guy's got the car cranked left, hard left, coming off that corner. Somebody just barely touches the back bumper or anything else, and it turns around. Here comes the race on the pit road. The entire front of the field is coming in. Rusty Wallace, Jeff Gordon, Dale Jarrettson, Kyle Petty. Let's go down to Winston Kelly. Kyle Petty, the first one on this end of pit road. Just behind him is Terry Labonte. Kent Schrader leads in in front of Petty. Then Bobby Labonte further down pit road. Dick Trickle, Chad Little, and Steve Grissom. All these teams getting four Goodyear Eagles and Unical Racing Gasoline. Jim Phillips. Rusty Wallace is in, the leader around the left side of his machine. So is Sterling Marlin. Ted Musgrave is in. Kenny Wallace is in. Jeff Gordon is in. Gordon takes off. So does Dale Jarrett. Right after him, Jeff Bodine. Jimmy Spencer leading the pit lane. Now on the back stretch, the Marty Snyder. Everybody in back here, Ernie Urban, Mark Martin, Dale Earnhardt, Rick Mass, Joe Nemechek, Derek Pope, Michael Walker. Now Ernie Urban is the first car off the pit road back here. Michael Walker is the second see who wins this race off the end of the pit road. It'll still be Ernie Urban. Mark Martin seemingly having a little bit of trouble on his pit stop just now down and away for the Babylon crew. Good pit work that time by Bobby Labonte's team. They get him out second right behind Rusty Wallace. And then Jeff Gordon was the third car off pit road. That's the way they'll line up, followed by Dale Jarrett. And it was a kind of a toss-up between Sterling Marlin and Steve Grissom. They'll have to sort that one out over the NASCAR booth. Since the start of the NASCAR season, MRN Radio and Sears Die Hard have been searching for the Die Hard Fan of the Year. And we've got a bunch of entries 
that are really a lot of fun to look through. Our panels picked the following entries that have qualified for our grand prize. In addition, these four entries have won Die Hard fan jackets from Sears Die Hard. Mr. and Mrs. William Giuliano of New Hartford, Connecticut had a Jeff Gordon-themed birthday party for their daughters age two and four. Thomasville, Georgia's Deborah Chastain gave us a Mark Martin Pledge of Allegiance. Jerry Ferguson Jones of Jonesboro, Tennessee sent us a thick book of pictures depicting herself as Daryl Waltrip's number one fan and Roger Benson of Milwaukee, Wisconsin sent us a diehard battery cover showing the top ten reasons why he's a diehard fan. Want to find out how to get involved in the diehard fan contest? We'll tell you shortly during our coverage of the Food City 500. Field getting the signal one more lap and we will go back green flag racing on the speedway. Bill Elliott is the leader of the event. He, along with Robert Presley and Morgan Shepard, did not stop under this most recent caution flag. So they'll be the first three, followed by Rusty Wallace and then Bobby Labonte, who did only get two tires under this most recent stop. Quick check uh, before we go back racing from the backstretch pit road. This is pit stop number five for Mike Skinner after that incident on the track with Jack Sprague as he's down and away this time. They're trying to cut away sheet metal from the front of the car where the accident happened. There was a lot of damage on the front, and it was rubbing against both front tires. So every time they come in, they cut away a little bit more sheet metal. They go out so they won't lose a lap. They try to beat the lead cars before they can come around and make them a lap down. Mike Skinner just wants to get as much experience as he can here at Bristol. Green flag goes back in the air. Bill Elliott, the leader, takes off for turn number one. Robert Presley finds Hut Strickland sandwiching himself between there and the leader as he chases the leader over in turn three. Oh, so tail back into turn number three. Bill Elliott showing the way. The lap car of Hut Strickland and Robert Presley riding in the second spot. Then you've got the car of Ed Barrier and the car of Jeff Burton, both lap machines. Before you get back to Morgan Shepard, he runs third. He's in third, just ahead of Rusty Wallace, the fourth place machine. They're all single file. Now Presley squeezes to the inside, working around some slower traffic off turn four. Try to chase Bill Elliott down those couple of lap cars and get back on the tail end of the lead lap if they can. That's boxed up Rusty Wallace and everybody else who rides from about third place on back in there. Real scramble over in turn three. Rusty sees an opening down on the inside of Morgan Shepard. He'll pull up alongside to grab that spot in turn four. Rusty goes by, moves up to the fourth position. Now Bill Elliott still with Hut Strickland, the lap car right behind him. Then Robert Presley in second. Robert Presley holds on to the second spot, coming up off the turn, trying to draw a line on that lower side of that lap car of Hut Strickland to get by and chase down Elliott. Your single file off turn four. It's the only short track in Bill Elliott's career that he's ever posted a win on, looking back through the record books and uh, that's been a long, long, long time ago. That scramble continues. Rusty Wallace seems determined to get out of some of that lap traffic, Joe, and get up there. Got a lot of to deal with, though, and it is hard to pass. Once again, here's Wallace working the inside of the banking, trying to clear the traffic. He and Ed Barrier make a little slight contact in four. Barrier up on the outside, trying to keep Wallace behind him. Not going to succeed. Wallace gets a good jump this time off turn two. He'll get by Ed Barrier. Now set his sights to the next lap car to deal with. That'll be Jeff Burton. Sometimes you just have to muscle your way a little bit through the traffic here. Just touch somebody to let them know that you're that much better or that you need to get on up there. And we'll see a lot of that before the day is on. Rusty now sets his sights on the front pack over in turn three. Further back, now Jeff Gordon dives to the inside of the Morgan Shepard car. That'll be the race for the fourth position. Gordon sweeps down the inside and grabs that spot off turn four. Now Dale Jarrett going to try and take advantage of the opening up underneath Morgan. See if he can pull up into the fifth position in two. He successfully makes the move going down to the inside of that car of Morgan Shepard. Closer to the front, Robert Presley finally clears himself in the lap car of Jeff Burton. Robert Presley riding in the second position. Trouble in the back straightaway. Dave Marcus loops his car just in front of Johnny Benson. Benson with a near miss spinning down to the inside. Joe Nemechek and Ward Burton take evasive moves to the outside of the 
track. Everybody is clear. Here's Jeff Burton trying to race Robert Presley and Bill Elliott back to the caution to see if he can get his lap back. He will not succeed, nor will Hutt Strickland. Johnny Benson will go down a lap as he sits stalled on the inside of turn four after what brings out the ninth caution of the event at lap 149. Back to Joe Moore. Dave Marcus about halfway down the back straightaway. Got a little love tap there. Just kind of sent him scattering up the banking of turn number three. Tried to gather it back in, but before he could, the back end came around and plugged hard into the outside wall here. Caution is out for the ninth time here at Bristol, Tennessee. 149 laps are on the scoreboard. Looking at Dave Marcus's car. Go down pit road as he passes in front of you, Jim Phillips. A lot of sheet metal damage looks like. Yes, there was, Barney. The, the rear of the car is down, so they're gonna, they got a lot of work to do, especially on the left rear quarter panel. Been a good racetrack for Marcus over the years. We've seen him have some great runs here, but today is not going to be one of those because that car is heavily damaged on the tail end. They may take it behind the wall. They may bring it into the pits. Let's see if Marty Snyder has a better look at it over there. Well, they're bringing it into the pits. They're going to try to work on it, but I tell you what, there's a lot of damage on this rear end. It's almost completely caved in. They are not going to go to the garage right now. They're going to try to work on it right here on pit road. So Dave Marcus behind the wall after the caution finds him into the wall in turn three at uh, lap 149. I say behind the wall. Dave on pit road after the uh, caution flag at lap number 149. Already nine yellow flags in the first 150 laps of this event. If you're just joining us, a lot of bumps and spins and so on. Nobody out of the race except for Robbie Gordon, officially the only car retired from the event. But at this point, a lot of guys uh, bumped and spun around and nicked up in the early going. We've seen the yellow flag waving repeatedly. This keeps up. Doyle Ford's going to have himself one heck of a bicep in that right arm by the end of the day from all the work he's going to get waving that yellow flag. And he's going to wear it out. It may change colors before the day is over if he keeps flapping it in the breeze here this afternoon. You're talking about wrinkled up race cars. You look out there. I've been watching Ernie Irvin's cars going by us right now. There's been big black donut marks and wheel marks on the side of it. Jeff Burton's car caved in. A lot of sheet metal damage on it over there. And you can, you can look at a half a dozen other cars. David Green goes by. Look at the tire marks all over his car out there. That's the kind of contact you're going to make here at Bristol, no matter how careful you race, you're going to bump somebody. Somebody's going to get into you. That's just the nature of the beast at, at Bristol. Pit road is open this time as the lead cars come by the turn four opening that uh, opens up the front stretch pit road. The green flag being waved there by the NASCAR officials indicating to the teams that they can make a stop now. And we have no takers at this point in the auction for who might gamble to come down pit road. So everybody having just uh, come in for new tires and gasoline a short while ago, except for Bill Elliott, Morgan Shepard, and Robert Presley, will all uh, bypass the opportunity to come back in for more service again at lap 152. Jim Phillips, uh, down along pit road, we've seen some early strategy moves on behalf of some teams, some trying two tires on earlier stops, some now going out without any stops and uh, try to see how they can make those tires run. What's the feedback you're getting along pit road. Well, it worked uh, a while for Jimmy Spencer, but as you saw, Jimmy kept getting higher and higher lap after lap, and then he started losing a lot of positions. And that, the same thing happened to Larry Pearson in yesterday's race. He was running fifth, and he lost about uh, six positions in about five or six laps because he was on older tires. So it'll play out for a while. It's going to be interesting to see how Bobby Labonte makes out with his Pontiac uh, this time around. Winston Kelly has been in Kyle Petty's pits. Kyle running as high as fifth a short while ago. He slipped back just a bit to 14th now, Winston. Well, let's talk to Bobby Kennedy, the crew chief on the car. Bobby, you guys had a great run. Started 14th. We're up as high as fifth. And now slipped back a bit. Has Kyle said anything about the car? Oh, the car's good. We just had a little trouble on the pit stop. We're just biding our time right now trying to stay out of trouble. How about the handling characteristics of the car? It's pretty much neutral like you want it. 
Yeah, it was a little tight at the start, made an adjustment on that first stop, and it's pretty good right now. That's the word from Bobby Kennedy, the crew chief on the car. Just a little bit of problem on that one pit stop. Had a chance to talk with Kyle earlier this morning, and he was very candid in saying, yes, they were a little bit surprised that they had been this successful this early. And now that they're so high in points and they don't have to worry about not having that safety net that he did the first four races to make the race, so they're running a little bit less cautiously, and he's very confident about his chances today. Before the start of the event today here in Bristol in pre-race ceremonies, a number of people were honored for their successes at this racetrack over the years. Grandstands named after them and so on. Junior Johnson was here. Bobby Allison, Richard Petty, Cale Yarborough, Alan Kowicki was honored here, as well as Darrell Waltrip. Barney, you participated in those ceremonies. So nice to see those people's accomplishments at this speedway remembered. Yeah, it was very well received here and a very nice gesture on this uh, people here at Bristol International Speedway to do that. Junior Johnson looked real good. Haven't seen Junior in a while now there. Bobby was very happy, had his whole family up here with him, and uh, we'll maybe have a chance to talk about that a little bit more. Right now, we're going back to green flag racing. Bill Elliott is the leader, and again, that first car down at the inside, trying to get the left back is Jeff Burton. He just, this time, can barely squeeze in behind Elliott in the backstretch. Burton's working on Elliott, actually, coming into turn three, trying to get a lay down to the inside, and still trying to get that lap back. Burton on fresher tires than Elliott. Here he comes down to the inside, trying to draw alongside. He draws up past Elliott now and gets onto the tail end of the lead lap. So Burton leads the parade this time down the back straightaway. Now getting on the tail end of the lead lap. Elliott gets the pressure from Robert Presley, the second place car. And Jeff Burton had some bad breaks in the early going. He finally makes it pay off for him. Now he slows going down into turn number one. Got tagged. He and Bill Elliott get together. Elliott almost goes up into the wall. Robert Presley makes some contact and wham bam, three or four cars get together over there. Something happened to Jeff Burton's cars. He came off turn number four. He's down on the apron of the racetrack and heading for pit road. We could have had a dandy right there. Remember earlier in the event when he lost the lap, it was because the ignition quit on his car. He came down pit road and they changed to the backup ignition. Jim Phillips scurrying to the Exide team's pits to get us a report there. We'll follow up in a moment. The outcome of all this is that Robert Presley is now the race leader. He got around Bill Elliott when Elliott, Jeff Burton, and Presley were all beaten and banging off a turn two. Now Presley leads the race off the corner. Presley's got a three-car length lead over Bill Elliott now. Single file to turn three. Jeff Gordon rides third. Now Presley slows. Coming into turn four, he's going to pit road. Robert Presley just immediately dived off the banking up in turn number four and puts his car in the pits. And all of a sudden, a couple of guys that were right up in the thick of things have problems and take them to pit road. Let's go down and see if we can get a report on Jeff Burton car. Well, Jeff's car has not been uh, fired since he's been sitting on the pit lane. It's a shut off. He took a hard lick in the rear. We're going to shut the hood down. He goes behind the wall. Let's trick this back in. He was involved with that over there. He got a piece of that action. And they're changing right side tires in his car as they push the Burton car behind the wall. Bill Elliott now the race leader after Presley ducked on pit road. Maybe not for long. Here's Jeff Gordon to Elliott's inside. Down in one. Gordon's got a Chevrolet wound up on the inside of the track. He'll go by and take the lead. Here's Rusty Wallace going for second. He too flashes by Bill Elliott as they go to turn three. That's what he said. If you get up in that high groove, one car gets by and anybody else is close to you, you're also going to lose another position. Bill Elliott goes from first back to third all of a sudden as he eases back on the throttle coming out of turn number two, pulling up on him right now. The next car that will try to get around him will be that of Dale Jarrett. Let's check in with Winston Kelly. The problem on Robert Presley's Cartoon Network Chevrolet, a cut left front tire. A cut left front tire put the leader on the pit road. He got left 
inside tires back on the track. And Presley has come back onto the speedway. One lap down to the race leader now, although the better part of a second lap down. So Robert Presley got his work cut out for him at this point. Jeff Gordon, Rusty Wallace, now the top two. Dale Jarrett is third. Bill Elliott is fourth. Jimmy Spencer is fifth. We're at lap 165 of 500. If the reception of your car's radio wasn't clear, hurting its performance, you'd probably do something about it. But what if the same thing was happening to your fuel injectors? Wouldn't you want to do something about that too? That's where STP Super Concentrated Fuel Injector Cleaner comes in. One treatment helps unclog blocked fuel injectors, returning power and performance to your car. STP Super Concentrated Fuel Injector Cleaner in the black bottle. Because who wants to drive a car that's all clogged up? You think about your car a lot. You have grease under your fingernails. You can name all the pro drivers and the cars they drive. You know rebuilding an engine isn't easy. It's fun. You have all the car stuff a guy could want. And you know where to go if you don't. True Value, official hardware store of NASCAR, IROC, and garages everywhere. Right now at True Value, pick up Master Mechanics spark plugs for just $1.19 each and keep your lawnmower fired up all season long. Rather strange sequence of events in the mid-going of the Food City 500 has put Jeff Burton back behind the wall. Robert Presley from the lead way back into the field. Let's go first to Jim Phillips. Jeff Burton, short day. What happened? Uh, something broke inside the motor. We, we started out. We were real, real tight. Lost some spots. Uh, came in, made a big change in the car. The last few runs was pretty good. Uh, but I told everybody, you know, you can win a race one day, but... You better be prepared because just because you win one week doesn't mean anything for the next week. What happened the first time it shut off? Something in the ignition went bad, I think, because we got the coal switch and the ignition box switch and took off running again. Uh, that's how we got our lap down. And uh, this last time, it, it, it's no fixing it now. It's blown up pretty good. So winner last week will not finish this week. That's Jeff Burton. Burton goes out of the event, the third car out of the race, joining Gary Bradbury and Robbie Gordon behind the wall. From the Bristol Motor Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Bristol Motor Speedway approaching lap 200 in the Food City 500. Jeff Gordon is the race leader, the fifth different driver to be out in front of the event. Going back and catching up on that rather unusual sequence of events that shuffled the lead around a short while ago. It was Bill Elliott who was out front. Jeff Burton racing him to try and get his lap back. He got around Elliott. Then when he came down the main straightaway, his car lost power. Elliott went to go around him. Burton slid up the racetrack. Robert Presley went down underneath him. Hutch Strickland got involved there also. They were all kind of bouncing off each other off of turn number two. Then immediately after taking the lead through that little scrap, Presley came down pit road for a stop. Winston Kelly has a follow-up on what brought Presley to the pits. Allen in that scuffle, in that tight racing, when he got next to Bill Elliott, his, the valve stem was broken off right at the top. It's just snapped off and dangling here on the tire. You can see where the Goodyear Eagle portion, the yellow portion around the tire, has been completely rubbed off. So in that tight quarters racing, the valve stem popped off, and that's why the left front tire went down. Fortunately, it happened up there in the middle of the corner where he could just dive to the bottom of the racetrack and immediately dive on the pit road instead of having to limp all the way around the racetrack and maybe lose even more time. Let's get a report from Marty Snyder. Down here on the back pits, you'll remember Dave Marcus and Johnny Benson 
got together on the back stretch. When that contact with the right side of Johnny Benson's car, he lost his brake. So they're now replacing the right front rotor on Benson's car. There's some busy boys down here. Johnny Benson losing precious time behind the wall here at Bristol. Benson, Benson right now falling back to the 39th position. Jack Sprague has just come back out onto the speedway after spending several laps behind the wall, getting uh, damage repaired. And now we have trouble up in turn four. It is Kyle Petty looping his car around two times. Gets the outside, retaining wall. Everybody jumps down to the inside lane to bypass him. He's got a lot of damage to the back of his body. And immediately caution comes onto the speedway for the 10th time this afternoon as Kyle Petty's car went round and round, came back out in the middle of the racetrack. Lucky he didn't get tagged, Joe. Yeah, a lot of traffic uh, bearing down on him as he came into turn number three when he first lost control. It spun around one time. He tried to straighten it out. It came around yet again to get everybody dove to the inside to bypass him. Kyle running 13th at the time of the accident, and he uh, continues on away without losing a lap, but he has fallen considerably back into the field and also has a considerable amount of damage that the Hot Wheels crew is going to have to attend to when pit road is opened up. While the 10th yellow of the event at just lap 185, it has been a rock Sockham affair so far in the Food City 500 at Bristol. Jeff Gordon taking over the top spot at lap 163 now with Rusty Wallace some 22 laps later in second behind him. Third position being held by Dale Jarrett, Jimmy Spencer fourth, Jeff Bodine fifth, and Bill Elliott, Terry Labonte, Steve Grissom, Bobby Labonte, and Sterling Marlin make up the top ten. Give a call to Dale Earnhardt, started 29th. He is running all the way up now in the 13th position, and several others who started pretty well out in the back have uh, made their way toward the front. And, man, a lot of it by avoiding trouble, Barney, keeping the car clean, missing all the bumps and spins like we talked about earlier and having something that they can still race with. Well, you just kind of hope the field sorts itself out, maybe thins itself out, and a few cars go behind the pit wall, and you've got a car still in one piece, all all the suspension intact underneath it to where you can race the last 100 or so laps. Earnhardt has been picking them off one by one, very slowly but surely getting to the front. I looked on the sheet a moment ago, didn't realize he has not won here since 1994. Used to when we came to Bristol for many, many years in a row. If there was a car at the front of the pack, Earnhardt was one of those up in the lead pack. But uh, he had to start far back today. But nevertheless, don't count him out. Race fans, if you'd like to enter a contest to win a new Fleetwood RV and lots of other great prizes, including two trips for two to the 1998 Winston 500 at the Talladega Super Speedway in Alabama, pick up the phone, call this number toll free right now. 800-234-6925 for your chance to win. Pit stops on lap number 186 for some, including Kyle Petty. Let's go to Winston Kelly. A little bit of damage to the left of the car. The primary damage concentrated on the rear end. This pushed back in several inches, and they pulled the rear bumper section off of the car. The rear deck lid has just crumpled up a bit, but it remained intact with the biggest damage, the rear bumper section of the Hot Wheels Pontiac. Go down to Jim Phillips. Sterling Marlin came in, Barney, a little bit surprised that they came in and gave up that track position with the car not handling the Sterling with the slacking, so they came in, chased the four tires, put in 76 racing fuel, he's back on the track. Ricky Rudd still out there running after spending many laps behind the pit wall. His car is just trying to salvage some kind of a finish here this afternoon. Kyle Petty's machine still down on pit road. Just a moment ago, Dick Trickle was in. Now he comes back in for a second time. And also, Chad Little makes a pit stop along with Robert Presley. Let's go back down to Winston Kelly. They were pretty routine stops, as you can hear in the background. Kyle Petty pull away. Dick Trickle made a two-tire stop the first time. Came back and got left-side tires. Morgan Shepard also on pit road. He's having a pretty solid run. He got four tires and 76 racing gasoline. Robert Presley and Chad Little also getting routine service. 
So that's the way things stand now at lap number 188 as we close in on lap 200. Let's get you a rundown and see how things stack up for your favorite driver. Jeff Gordon, the race leader. Rusty Wallace is second. Dale Jarrett, third. Jimmy Spencer, fourth. And Jeff Bodine, fifth. Terry Labonte is sixth. Steve Grissom is seventh. Bobby Labonte, eighth. Brett Bodine, ninth. And Ernie Irvin is tenth. Dale Earnhardt is now eleventh. Mark Martin, twelfth. Ken Schrader, thirteenth. Kenny Wallace, fourteenth. And Michael Waltrip's up to fifteenth. Sixteenth is Jeremy Mayfield. Ted Musgrave is seventeenth. Bill Elliott, after a pit stop, falls back in line in the eighteenth spot. Same with Sterling Marlin. He comes out nineteenth. And Rick Mast is now twentieth. Ward Burton, twenty-first. Chad Little, twenty-second. Dick Trickles, twenty-third. Joe Nemechek, twenty-fourth. And Derek Cope is twenty-fifth. Kyle Petty is twenty-sixth. And he is now the last car on the lead lap. One lap down in twenty-seventh is Bobby Hamilton. Morgan Shepard is twenty-eighth. Robert Presley is twenty-ninth. And Ed Barrier is thirtieth, along with David Green in thirty-first. Running in thirty-second position is John Andretti, and he's six laps down. Mike Skinner is also six laps down in 33rd. Darrell Waltrip is running 16 laps down in 34th. Hot Strickland runs 35th. Dave Marcus is 36th. Ricky Rudd is 37th, running 19 laps down. You've got uh, Jeff Burton back in the garage area. Johnny Benson behind the wall. Jack Sprague and Lake Speed on the racetrack, but many laps down due to being involved in earlier incidents. And uh, Robbie Gordon and Gary Bradbury out of the event. They are showing 42nd and 43rd. That's the full field rundown as we get set for a restart. 189 laps are on the scoreboard. The field comes down. They'll get the indication. One more lap, and we will go back to green flag racing. Jeff Gordon is a leader. Rusty Wallace sits right behind him, followed by Dale Jarrett, Jimmy Spencer, Jeff Bodine, and Terry Labonte, along with Steve Grissom and Bobby Labonte. Bobby's had a pretty good run here this afternoon also. Hard to tell, other than the, the two cars that are at the front of the pack, Jeff Gordon and Rusty Wallace, everybody else has been solid, but those two have been a little bit more solid. Bobby is uh, riding kind of a role, if you will, over the last several events. He has finished eighth, fourth, fifth, and third in the last four races. It's the highest he's ever been in his career in the NASCAR Winston Cup championship standings running third coming into this event and right now doing well at a track that's really not been too good to him over the course of his career over the time that bobby has been on the nascar winston cup circuit it's only finished here on the lead lap once in nine starts he would very much like to change that in this event here today well he's in good shape to do it right now if he can keep the car in one piece 190 laps on the board down they come green flag goes in the air jeff gordon lets the clutch out and hauls off to turn number one gets a good jump on rusty wallace unusual to get away from rusty on a restart but this time gordon pulls him by three car lengths off turn two now rusty works on the outside of hunt strickland's lap car also dale jarrett the third place machine and jimmy spencer in fourth fifth place jeff bodine now clearing the lap traffic next car in line would be terry labonte who is up to the outside of Robert Presley trying to work his way around the lap cars. Ronnie back in the sixth position now with a lot of heavy traffic to the inside of him, the Robert Presley car just ahead, two lap cars, Hutt Strickland and Bobby Hamilton. Front two continue to run nose to tail. Rusty's now chased down Jeff Gordon in turn number one, gets within a couple of feet of that rear bumper, but that's about as close as he's going to be able to get. A little bit further back in the pack, Joe, a real scramble back there from where Ernie Irvin is and Earnhardt and on back. They're also dealing with lap traffic coming back to turn three. John Andretti working down to the inside of Ernie Irvin, holding him up. Dale Earnhardt, Mark Martin, right behind Irvin there. Martin with the front grill area of his Ford all caved in after being involved in one of the earlier skirmishes. Here's Brett Bodine having some trouble getting up off two. And Brett Bodine has had trouble in two and also has trouble in three. Spins around, 
makes contact with Irvin. Bodine facing the wrong direction. Everybody scatters in turn four, and they all miraculously again get away. Man, that could have been an easy 10 or 12 car pileup right there. Give a call to Brett. To, he tried to save that car. Had it saved for maybe a couple of hundred feet there. Kicked sideways a couple of times, and at the last minute, right in the middle of turn three and four, it turned around, Joe Moore. Situation we see so many times when the car gets crossed up in the corner, and everybody just piles into him. A couple of times today, this is about the third or fourth time now that everybody was able to get by, even though a car was crossed up in the middle of the racetrack. Whatever the problem was that Brett had down here in turn three, he also had on the previous lap, or actually on that same lap a little earlier down in turn two, when he almost turned it around there. I'm going to go get me another pencil. I'm wearing this one out right down caution <laughs> flags. We're under caution. We'll be back. At Bristol Motor Speedway, field getting the signal now as they cross the start-finish line. We'll go back racing in one more lap. Let's go to pit road. Jim Phillips following up on a couple of stops for Brett Bodine under this yellow. Donnie Richards, the crew chief here. Donnie, uh, Brett was having a little bit of trouble before he spun out. Did he say what he was? No, we just, uh, it, the car was loose on that last set of tires. I don't know, you know, for whatever reason, we were, we were pretty good up until that point, and uh, just... I don't know if I got away from him or what happened. Got a little tap, maybe, but we'll, we'll come back. The car's all right. Yeah, yeah, just a little, little damage. Four new tires will be ready to go. That's Donnie Richards, the crew chief for Brett Bodine. He says they're all right. Dropped him all the way back to 25th in the running order for the moment. Pace car down off the banking in turn number four, looking for the green flag for leader Jeff Gordon when they come off the corner. Bobby Hamilton, first car down to the inside, a lap down. Won't be able to do anything with Gordon as he punches the button and heads for turn number one. Now Rusty Wallace going to have to thread his way around and try and get up there and catch Gordon before they get to three. Rusty, Dale, Jarrett, and Jimmy Spencer all boxed in behind lap traffic, working some heavy traffic coming back into turn number three. Bobby Hamilton slides way wide in the middle of three and four. Rusty Wallace blasts up underneath him and tries to stay in contact with leader Jeff Gordon. Now Dale Jarrett, the third place car with two lap machines separating him from Jeff Gordon and Rusty Wallace. Those two cars, Bobby Hamilton and Robert Presley. Jarrett is kind of being patient here coming off turn four. That's what you got to do. If you get hung up behind some of that lap traffic and kind of get carried away and just touch somebody or they touch you, you can end up in the wall. They got plenty of racing left. Just 203 laps are complete in the Food City 500. And so they've got all day to get it done here. Dale Jarrett got to be a little frustrated right now. He'd like to get around because the front two have opened up almost two-thirds of a straightaway on him as they work their way off turn two. Although you want to be patient, Barney, you also can't let him get too far away, and that is what's happening right now. Gordon and Rusty Wallace nearly a half a straightaway already ahead of Dale Jarrett, still boxed in behind the lap traffic. Gordon about two or three car lengths in front of Rusty Wallace. The real bottleneck comes back where Steve Grissom is at the head of a group of cars. Grissom running in seventh spot with a lot of lap machines behind him and in traffic. A trickle down on the inside. Morgan Shepard to the outside of him. Also John Andretti's car there holding up. Bobby Labonte, Ernie Irvin, Dale Earnhardt, and Mark Martin. Dale Earnhardt's car been working a little bit uh, very much better, I should say, in the last 50 or 60 laps around here. He and Ernie Irvin touch a little bit down in the corner. He'll get underneath Irvin off turn two. Making contact. Now racing side by side. And boy, are they closing in on some heavy traffic. Irvin gets out of the throttle first. Earnhardt's able to get by. Mark Martin also makes the move. Earnhardt takes the ninth position from Irvin. Martin moves into 10th. Now Ken Schrader goes after 11th from Ernie. Jeremy Mayfield also moving down to the inside of Ernie Irvin. He's trapped in the outside lane. That's exactly where you don't want to be. Can't slide back down in because of a solid line of cars occupying 
at the inside. If they catch you out there, you are a sitting duck until there is a little bit of slack in traffic to where you can cut it back in. This time, Kenny Wallace and Irvin touch a little bit off in the corner. Finally, he gets back in front of Kenny Wallace, so Irvin at least gets back in the lower line of traffic. Bobby Labonte finds himself hung out to dry off turn number four as he and Mark Martin go at it right behind Dale Earnhardt. They stay door-to-door working off turn two. Racing side-by-side momentarily. By the time they get to turn one, though, finally Mark Martin clears Bobby Labonte. Also, Ken Schrader winds up from the inside. He'll make the pass as well of Labonte Chevy. Mark taking over the ninth position now and uh, putting Schrader up into tenth. Bobby Labonte back to eleventh. Jeremy Mayfield putting some heat on him there. Working off turn number two now, hitting the back straight away for now. They settle down in single file because they are approaching some slower traffic. Morgan Shepard holds up on the outside lane. And you better have a little patience here at Bristol, as we said, or you're going to end up looking like some of those cars out there with the front end sheared off and the rear end all caved in. The lead right now beginning to be a big one for Jeff Gordon. He has pulled probably the furthest away we've seen anybody today. We're going to place him uh, better than a second and a half or so ahead of Rusty Wallace. In fact, Rusty's losing a little ground to him as he go back to three. Rusty falling back. Also, Dale Jarrett still having a hard time getting by those two lap cars. Still working behind the Bobby Hamilton and Robert Presley machines. Running behind Dale Jarrett by a few car lengths is Jimmy Spencer with Jeff Bodine right on his bumper. Spencer holding down the fourth position. Bodine fifth and Terry Labonte sixth. Cars working around Dave Marcus, coming up off turn two, hitting the back straightaway. Now falling in line, beginning to close in on third place, Jared. Mark Martin just took the eighth position away from Dale Earnhardt in turns one and two last lap by. So Mark now, despite the caved-in front end on his machine, starting to rumble toward the front. Here goes that race for fourth into three. It's Jeff Bodine trying to get a line underneath Jimmy Spencer. Spencer's been running the high line all afternoon. It's been successful for him most of the day. Spencer trying to keep the car down to the lower part of the racetrack. Not able to do it. Jeff Bodine knows he's going to kick up when he gets to the corner, but he wasn't able to get under him under one and two. They're back in three. Although Jimmy's climbing the banking, he is strong on the straightaways. Once again, he'll hold off Jeff Bodine in turn four. Jimmy Spencer taking the wide line. Very tempting to Jeff Bodine up underneath, but Jeff not quite able to get a clean run. Get up alongside of him and knows that if he doesn't get that clean run inside, they are going to make contact off the corner and that would not be very desirable, especially this early in the event. Right now just completing lap 217. Still got 283 laps to go in the race. Once Jeff Gordon got out front, he got gone in a big hurry. Now he's catching the tail end of the field going to put a lap on Johnny Benson back onto the racetrack after the brakes were repaired on his Pennzoil car he's just gone around Kyle Petty other lap machines just in front of the race leader as he gets set to exit two Gordon just picking him off one at a time getting by Johnny Benson now falling in behind Jack Sprague as he races back into turn four keep setting the pace he's going right now and maybe another eight to ten laps he's going to catch the biggest pack of traffic that's on the speedway and there's going to be about 15 cars and that we'll see how well he fares that might allow rusty and some of the other cars to get a little closer to him as he works over to turn three into turn number three he goes to the outside of jack sprague looks ahead it's going to be about two more laps before he catches that heavy pack of traffic many of those cars racing side by side looking a little bit further back some pretty hard racing going on for the 11th position ernie irvin just takes that away from bobby labonte kicking bobby back to 12th 13th and 14th you've got kenny wallace sterling marlin then ward burton a lap car of Hutch Strickland and then Chad Little. They're all nose to tail off, too. Heavy traffic there. Closer to the front. That race for fourth. Jeff Bodine finally winds it up. Gets up alongside Jimmy Spencer. But quickly, that goes away now. Bodine's forced to fall back in line in turn two. He tries it again. And they will make contact coming off turn two. The race for fourth. Jimmy Spencer continuing to hold off Jeff Bodine. I'll tell you what, Spencer's doing one whale of a job considering that he's not able to get that car down to the bottom of the racetrack. And they know it's going to kick up on him when he goes into the corner. Jeff 
Smith gets a fender alongside again in the back straightaway. Is he going to make the pass this time? No, he won't. Jimmy Spencer against Strong, even though he's up on the outside lane, he's able to hold off Jeff Bodine. Jeff Bodine now gets the run up alongside. Jimmy Spencer has about uh, up to the front tire on Spencer's car going into the corner. Now caution, one car into the wall in turn three. It's getting Wallace who slams the outside retaining wall just between turns three and four. He rolls down on the inside of the banking and hits pit road. Caution is on a speedway. It'll be the 12th time this afternoon that we have seen the yellow flag. It comes out at lap 224. Once again, pit strategy being played out for track position. Sterling Marlin and Bill Elliott not pitting under this caution flag, and they will be the top two drivers. As we get ready to go back racing in the Food City 500, Rusty Wallace will be third, with Jeff Gordon fourth and Jeff Bodine fifth. The caution coming out when Kenny Wallace got turned into the wall in turns three and four. Jim Phillips is with him. Well, Kenny had a great start today, but not a great finish. What happened? Well, just hard racing out there, you know. Um... You know, I got somebody just got in the left rear of me. You know, it's just one of those deals where, uh, you know, it ain't nobody's fault. It's just so close. You know, the bottom lane's the place to go. And um, I don't know. They checked up a little bit in front of me. I don't and just I don't even know who spun me out. But we're done. It's 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 hurt too bad. Well, they will not be able to finish. Uh, they've given up the ghost on Kenny Wallace's Ford here this afternoon. And at nine times out of ten, when you get tagged here at Bristol, unless it's right beside you door to door, if you get hit in the blind spot back there, so to speak, or in that rear deck lid. You never know really who did hit you. And as Alan and I have talked about all afternoon, it just takes a touch, and you're going to turn the car around. Kenny uh, is out of it in tough break because he really needed a good run here and had a good one going. Next weekend, Motor Racing Network with the NASCAR Winston Cup Series in Martinsville, Virginia. Also want to mention that we'll be in Nashville next Saturday with the NASCAR Bush Series for the Bell South Opryland 320. A whole bunch of work has gone on at Nashville Speedway USA. Improvements to both uh, the racing area, the things that affect the competitors, both on the racetrack and in the pit area, as well as things for the spectators and so on at the racetrack. Tickets still available for next Saturday's Bell South Mobility Opryland 320 at the Nashville Speedway USA. And uh, Call the Nashville Speedway's ticket office open right now to try and help you make your plans to join us for that NASCAR Bush Series event next Saturday. Our broadcast for that event at 6.45 Eastern Time, the middle of three broadcasts next weekend. Bush Pole qualifying from Martinsville for the Winston Cup cars on Friday at 2.50 Eastern, the first of them. And then one week from today, the Goodies 500 at Martinsville for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series at 12.45 Eastern Time. Tickets also available at Martinsville for the Winston Cup event next Sunday. And as soon as we finish the broadcast, we're all going to the Grand Ole Opry and Right, we're back under green. Green flag comes back up in the air as they race off into turn number one. And a couple of cars beat the leader to the corner. Ricky Rudd does, and so does Robert Presley. Sterling Marlin trying to find a place to tuck back in, and here comes Rusty Wallace. Rusty dives to the inside of Bill Elliott, the second place car, but now is forced to fall back in line, single file. Robert Presley is now on the tail end of the lead lap, hoping for a quick caution. Rusty Wallace, the third place driver, trying to find some room around the front, too. Wallace trying to squeeze to the inside of Bill Elliott, who tried again on the back straightaway, but Elliott now looking for a chance to move underneath. None of those moves will work here as they enter turn four. As Elliott stayed out there earlier without going in when everybody else pitted, the car worked extremely well for about 15 or 20 laps before another caution flag came out. He's running real good right now, but Rusty is very anxious. In fact, Elliott had thoughts about taking the lead away coming into the corner. Elliott's got the inside line in turn four, dead even for the lead. 
Works his way down to the inside of Sterling Marlin at the stripe. Elliott by inches. Marlin hanging tough to his outside, though. Elliott's got a nose out in front this time. The Ford now clears and makes the pass in turn three. Here now, Rusty Wallace making a move. He to the inside of Sterling Marlin Chevy. And Sterling finds himself out no man's land. It's going to cost him a spot or two. Caution on the speedway. Debris on the racetrack. At lap 235, big break for Robert Presley, who beats Bill Elliott back to the yellow flag. And Robert is now back on the lead lap and in the thick of things in today's Food City 500. But caution for the 13th time in the race for Debris on the speedway again at lap number 235. It's one of those days. Hard to believe. I was kidding earlier in in our broadcast when I said we might exceed the record that we had here a couple of years ago in one of the night races. We had 22 or 23 caution flags. We've got 13, and we're not even halfway in this thing, so we might see that happen. Caution is on the racetrack for the 13th time. As you said, that was a big break for a couple of drivers right there. Rusty Wallace going after Bill Elliott just as that caution flag came out. Sterling Marlin was able to stay up there. And for the most part, Sterling's really had problems here this afternoon keeping that car down at the bottom of the racetrack. Jim Phillips, you talked to any of that crew over there at all? Uh, no, I haven't, Barney, so far. Uh, Jim Brewer and the crew just standing up on the wall. See, they're out of sequence on the pit stops. They've been a little bit earlier, and they give uh, Sterling some track position to to see if they could keep him up there. We'll go, walk over here and get a word with Tim Brewer and see exactly what uh, Sterling's uh, prognosis is on the chassis. Tim leans out here. Tim, how's your car right now? Well, uh, seems to be having a little bit of a problem, either electrical system or fuel system. You know, things just flat. Sterling said he got a little flat uh, for that last restart on the caution. And uh, don't know what it is right now. Just trying to hang out there and hang with it. They're trying their best. That's Tim Brewer, Creek Chief for Sterling Marlin. It's, it's more than a chassis problem. It's an electrical problem or maybe a carburetor problem for Sterling Marlin. One to go. Struggling a little bit here this afternoon and uh, had ho- high hopes of maybe ending up winning this race. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. Just a little less than about a quarter of a lap away from going back under green flag conditions. Pace car off the banking up in turn number four. Bill Elliott is the leader. 237 laps are on the board to go back green at lap 238. Green flag comes out, and Elliott sets sail for turn number one. Rusty Wallace hangs right with him. Elliott staying down at the bottom of the racetrack. Let's see how long it takes Rusty to go after the lead. Well, he's doing it already, Marty. Off turn two, he just jumps down that back straightaway, tries to pull to the inside, and is up alongside Elliott for the lead in turn four. Rusty will come off with a fender out in front of the start-finish line at lap 238. Rusty Wallace back out in front of the event. Jeff Gordon in third, still back in traffic. Gordon's got three lap cars set him from the front two. Also, he's got Jeff Bodine buried down on him as they enter turn three. John Andretti makes a good gesture, gets a little bit up out of the groove, and lets the faster cars go on by as the leaders work their way back into turn number one. From third place on back right now, really stacked up there. Jeff Gordon hangs on to it for the moment. Right behind him come Jeff Bodine and Jimmy Spencer. They're in three. All three of those cars forced to go single file now as they squeeze down to the inside of the lap car of John Andretti. Coming up on halfway in nine more laps, the leader at halfway getting $10,000 from Gatorade, the official's sports beverage of NASCAR. It's the Gatorade Front Runner Award right now. Rusty Wallace in pretty good shape to collect that money because after getting by Bill Elliott, he's already opened up a half a second lead on Elliott. Wallace with the fresher tires on his machine, making the most of it now as he works one and two. Got a five-car length lead over Bill Elliott. Still Jeff Gordon, the third-place man with a couple of lap cars separating him from the front two. He, though, has moved away somewhat, at least by a car length over Jeff Bodine, Jimmy Spencer, and Dale Jarrett just behind him. That's the best scramble on the racetrack. You talked about Rusty getting 
out front. Seems like when he gets in the lead and has a little clear sailing, he can put a lot of daylight on everybody. The only car that I've seen all afternoon that has been able to chase him down and stay on his bumper has been Jeff Gordon. When Rusty's got the, the line where he can go wherever he wants to, he can really turn some quick lap times, and that's exactly what he's doing right now. Bill Elliott still hanging in there in the second spot. Back in third is Jeff Gordon. That battle has evaporated a little bit between third and fourth over in turn three. They fall back in line, single file. Good race for a lap anyway for the tenth position. Mark Martin went down to the inside of Dale Earnhardt, picked up that spot the last lap here in turn four. Martin moving away from Earnhardt fairly quickly by a couple of car lengths. Next in the gun sights for Mark will be Brett Bodine. Back up in the swing of things after that spin and subsequent pit stop. Here's a challenge for second off of turn four. Jeff Gordon works down to the inside of Bill Elliott, grabs second. The door is open. Jeff Bodine tries to step through the opening. Bodine's got his Ford hook up down on the inside of Bill Elliott. They race side by side, halfway down the back straightaway. Bodine's going to come out with a spot. Here's Jimmy Spencer rubbing along the side of Bill Elliott. He, too, will get by. And all Bill Elliott can do is just stay in the throttle, stay in that groove, doesn't want to make any contact to get the car spun out, but he knows you're a sitting duck when they catch you out there. And again, three cars will get underneath Bill Elliott. One more may do it in turn three. Dale Jarrett's the man, steps down to the inside line. He gets by. Here's Terry Labonte bringing his Chevrolet along to also pass Bill Elliott. Terry tried to get the sixth position away from Elliott while Rusty Wallace, already down the backstretch and into turn number three, will come off of turn number four and complete lap 249. So one more lap around for Wallace to collect the halfway money. We'll follow Rusty now as he works down into turn one. Had a good opportunity for Rusty Wallace. He's finally got some clear sailing as he hits turn two and it goes down the back straightaway. Plenty of clear racing going back into turn number three. He looks back. He's got a half a straightaway on Gordon. $10,000 lap for Rusty Wallace. The Gatorade Front Runner Award here at lap 250 as we are halfway home in the Food City 500 for Rusty Wallace. He's off turn two. Jeff Gordon, the second place man, still boxed in behind the car of Bobby Hamilton. Jeff Bodine has fallen back from him by a couple of car lengths. Real good scramble still going on further back about ninth and tenth. you got Brett Bodine, Dale Earnhardt racing along there in turn four. Brett Bodine running in the tenth spot. Earnhardt in eleventh right now. Twelfth position will be Chad Little, who's having a great day in the John Deere Pontiac. He's got a group of cars tracking him off turn two. Working on the back straightaway now. Ted Musgrave, Ward Burton, Bobby Labonte also there. Ernie Irvin in the thick of that as well as he makes a pass in Mike Skinner's car. Tell you what, Ernie has really driven the wheels off that machine this afternoon. A couple of times the car's been real good. Other times he's just had to fight it a little bit, but he never gives up. He drives about as hard this year as I've seen him at any time in his career. And if you look at the side of that car, Alan, with all the wheel marks on it, you can know exactly what we're talking about. Ernie's had to make some room under some people a time or two, or they've gotten together anyway as they've raced around here. But again, all the fenders are straight. The front end is in alignment. He is on the lead lap. We talked about that at the top of the broadcast, those being the keys to being in position to win here at Bristol. At halfway, Ernie still has that going for him, and after starting well back in the field, he is running right now on the lead lap and in the 16th position. Rusty Wallace out in front of Jeff Gordon by one and eight-tenths seconds now at lap 255. Today's Food City 500 on MRN Radio is sponsored by Gatorade Thirst Quencher, the official sports beverage of NASCAR. Hey, life's a sport. Drink it up by Ford Trucks and your local Ford dealer. Have you driven a Ford truck lately? By Brewery Fresh Budweiser, who reminds you, fresh beer tastes better. By Quaker State, the motor oil that exceeds the highest standards in North America for engine protection. By Lowe's Home Improvement Warehouse, the official home improvement warehouse of NASCAR. By Wix Filters, 
used by more NASCAR race teams. Wix filters for NASCAR and your car. By Fleetwood. For the best-built, best-value recreational vehicles, go with the leader. Go with Fleetwood. And by McDonald's. Check out the speed and accuracy of NASCAR's official drive through At the Bristol Motor Speedway, yellow flag fever in the first half of the Food City 500 on the world's fastest half mile. Welcome back to Motor Racing Network's live coverage of the seventh event of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series season through 262 laps. The caution is waived a total of 14 times. At this point, we are under the 14th of those yellows after Bobby Labonte and Ernie Irvin got together racing for position off turn four, collecting Ward Burton and John Andretti. Everybody continues on away okay, and we are closing in on a restart. Six different drivers have swapped the lead nine times. Rusty Wallace has been the dominant driver through the event. Others sharing time at the front of the pack include Jimmy Spencer, Bill Elliott, Robert Presley, Sterling Marlin, and Jeff Gordon. And at this point in the race, on the lead lap still, we have a total of 25 of the original 43 starters. This mid-race update brought to you by First Brands Corporation, makers of STP, super concentrated fuel injector cleaner, and STP, complete fuel system cleaner. Field given the indication they'll get the green next time by. How long it'll stay green? Well, let's flip a coin here and see. Hopefully it will for a long extended period of time. This yellow flags are coming about every 20 or 25 laps, it seems, at Bristol this afternoon, just past the halfway point. 263 laps are on the board. Rusty Wallace has been at the front of the field for the better part of the day. Jeff Gordon lines up behind him in second for this restart. Jeff Bonine has picked his way up to third. Jimmy Spencer's been hanging in there in the top five or six. He currently is fourth, followed by Dale Jarrett in fifth. Terry Labonte is sixth. Steve Grissom having a good run in seventh. Mark Martin now up to eighth, followed by Brett Bodine, Dale Earnhardt, and Chad Little. Green flag goes in the air, and Wallace is off and running again down toward turn number one. Jeff Gordon going to make sure this time that none of those lap cars can squeeze in between himself and the leader as they go off turn two. And lap car Bobby Hamilton, though, does squeeze in between Jeff Gordon in the third place car of Jeff Bodine. They're single fly off turn four. Rusty Wallace out to about a four car length lead on the break with Jeff Bodine now the third place car still working that lap traffic. Jimmy Spencer's right in his bumper. Bodine climbs the banking to deal with Ward Burton's car headed down the back straightaway. He'll clear him. Now Spencer, Ricky Rudd and Dale Jarrett the next car on the lead lap make their move by Ward Burton. Dale Jarrett for the last uh, seemed like half hour here has had to be really frustrated on some of these restarts. He's had a ton of lap cars. He's had to work his way around running too deep sometimes and watch the leaders just pull away. Rusty's off turn number four, has already opened up six, eight car lengths on the second place machine right now of Jeff Gordon. The lap car of Bobby Hamilton sits between Gordon and the third place machine of Jeff Bonine. Then Jimmy Spencer is the next car in line as they all work back to turn three. Fifth place car now is Dale Jarrett. He's behind a couple of lap cars. Sixth is Terry Labonte. Seventh now Steve Grissom. Mark Martin is in eighth. Back to ninth now. You've got Brett Bodine and Dale Earnhardt is in tenth. Ward Burton has gone a lap down in the uh, exchange here over being involved in that last car in the pit stops to try and repair his machine. So Ward is not on the lead lap. Drop this down now to 24 machines that are in the lap with the race leader. Everybody is on the racetrack except Robbie Gordon, Jeff Burton, and Kenny Wallace. Those are the only three drivers out of the event. Gary Bradbury came back out onto the speedway after spending quite a bit of time behind the wall. Also, Johnny Benson has been behind the wall for a time today. Lake Speed, Jack Sprague, uh, others who have spent time having some pretty healthy repairs made to their machines include Kyle Petty, Dave Marcus and Ricky Rudd as well as Hutch Strickland and Darrell Waltrip but they're all soldiering on and on the speedway just the three drivers who are out of the event at this point. 
Best race on the speedway right now will be between Dale Jarrett, Jerry Labonte, Steve Grissom, and Mark Martin. Those four cars, nose to tail, real close to each other as they work off turn two. That's for the fifth spot on back. Dale Jarrett has the fifth position. Terry Labonte is going after him now. Halfway down the back straightaway. Jarrett's going to slam the door, though, as they enter turn three. Something's just happened to Ernie Irvin's car. It goes smoke trailing from behind it down to the backstretch pit area. Marty Snyder will follow up there in a moment. First, we'll pick up that race again between Dale Jarrett and others down the backstretch. Single file. They race back to turn three with Jarrett stacked up behind him as Terry Labonte, Steve Grissom, and Mark Martin. That's another thing for Terry Labonte. That's probably why he won the Winston Cup Championship last year. He takes care of his equipment, doesn't overextend himself, and make sure he has a race car to at least finish in the top five. He has bided his time, been very patient, although he's had a car that would work real well. We talked about him passing people on the outside here earlier this afternoon. Now he's getting with the program, tried to get underneath Jared as they went down into turn number one. They're off two. Jared again holding him off, blocking the lane down on the inside as they go single file, racing back to turn three. Now they're starting to close in on slower traffic. Just ahead, they've got Ricky Rudd's car. Rudd running right behind the fourth place runner of Jimmy Spencer, Jarrett, Labonte, Grissom, and Martin racing for fifth on back. Nose the tail, racing off turn two, headed down the back straight away. Further up, Jeff Bodine finally gets by the Bobby Hamilton car. That had held him up for a while, but he's lost sight nearly of the third place car or second place car of Jeff Gordon. Rusty Wallace still the leader heading off turn number two. He's about to catch some cars that are many, many laps down. Going to have to thread his way through traffic, but so far this afternoon, that's been no major problem for Rusty. Gordon not able to really man this time. A couple of times, Jeff has been able to stay with him on some of these caution flag restarts that we've had when he went back out there. He was able to stay within a half a car length. Now he gets a little bit closer off turn two. And it's because of that lap traffic. Rusty having to kind of pick his way through some of the traffic. It allows Jeff Gordon to shut it down to within about a couple of car lengths. Now Rusty swings to the outside of Kyle Petty's damaged machine. Kyle, a top five car earlier today before being caught in an accident. Leaders clear him off two. Rusty gets by. Here's Gordon now making his move to the outside of Kyle Petty. He too closes in once again to within three car lengths of the race lead. Jimmy Spencer still riding. Trouble over in turn two. Bobby Labonte and Robert Presley collide. Labonte goes to the outside wall. Presley spins down to the inside of the racetrack. Caution on the back straightaway the 15th time in the event. Something going wrong in the right front of Bobby Labonte's car, putting him up into the outside wall, perhaps after contact with Robert Presley. Presley is able to continue away. And here comes Labonte driving back the wrong way down on the apron of the racetrack in turns one and two with the entire right side of his Pontiac caved in. It has gone from being a decent day to not being a very good day at all for Bobby and the Joe Gibbs team here in this last uh, 20 minutes or so of the event. Lap 280 complete. The yellow's out for the 15th time in the race. Back racing in one more lap. A quick update from Pitt Road and Winston Kelly. A little bit of damage to the left front of Robert Presley's car. A gash right in front of the left front tire, but he'll be able to continue. Let's get a quick word from Jim Phillips. I was going to talk to Robin Pemberton and ask him about his car. He's up on the toolbox. He's going to lay down and try to talk to me right now. How about your car right now, Robin? You've been good all day. Yeah, we're pretty good. It's a little loose off. It's changed a lot more than it normally does here at Racetrack Camp. I'd say that's due to the cold weather, uh, guys. The, the, the car has changed a little bit, and so was the track. was uh, cloudy and overcast when the race started. Then the sun came out. Now the overcast coming back again, and the wind uh, kicking up just a little bit as we set to go back racing now at lap 286. Green flag up in the air again. Rusty gets gone from everybody. Jeff 
Gordon will be able to hang with him. Won't let any lap traffic get in there. Jeff Bodai is not going to be as fortunate as a couple of lap cars trying to get in between himself and the second place machine in three. Scoot down the back straight away. Jeff Gordon down the, uh, the Jeff Bur uh, Bodai, that is, the third place car working around Ricky Rudd. That Jeff is running in third position now. Oh, trouble off turn four. Ted Musgrave takes a big bite out of the wall, hits the outside, then rolls right down across the racetrack and in front of all the traffic and slams the inside wall. Car continues all the way up into the banking of turn one, then gets turned back down onto the apron by the banking in the corner. And Musgrave's smoking car now sitting down at the safety apron in the bottom of turn one. Yellow flag for the 16th time in the race at lap number 288. Back to Joe Moore. Musgrave came into turn number three up to turn four and just kind of went right up to the outside wall. The car just seemed to kind of shoot up there against the wall, glanced off that, and then across the racetrack on the front straightaway, bouncing off the inside retaining wall, finally winding up on the apron of turn one. And the car took a hard shot both to the outside and the inside wall. Ted's car has come to rest on the apron of the racetrack. Safety crews rush out to the machine and I believe I see the wind in that down so he will be okay indicating that he'll be coming out of the car here in a moment. Man, I'm telling you, I can't believe how many cars have got wrinkled up. For the first part of the race, it was all happening off turn two, and then a little bit later on, everything between three and four seemed to eat up some race cars. It has been a very, very difficult day at Bristol for many drivers so far. A lot of nominees for the Goodies Headache Award that the members of the media will vote on later on in the broadcast. $1,000 to be handed out from Goodies Headache Powders and Tablets, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. Not the only award to be passed out today. The Raybestus Break of the Race Award will be passed out at the end of the broadcast. Barney Hall and myself will vote that to the driver experiencing the biggest break, good or bad, during today's Food City 500. $500 will be donated from Raybestus Breaks, the official break of NASCAR, to Racing for Kids magazine to promote education and reading. And we'll figure that out at the uh, conclusion of today's broadcast. Ted Musgrave has climbed from his car, walking back towards pit road down uh, on the inside of turns one and two and a very tough break there for the Family Channel Prime Star team as uh, Ted gets into the outside and then inside wall coming uh, off just, just after a restart off turn four and his car ending up uh, very much beaten and battered down inside turns one and two. Hope to hear from Ted very shortly. It has been some kind of a rough race in the early going here at Bristol. Yeah, very few cars are out there without any kind of marks on them. I don't maybe a half a dozen or so still very clean like they were when they started but for the most part everybody else kind of wrinkle let's go down to the pits Ted Musgrave tough lick out there what happened well the, the lap cars are coming out with sticker tires on us and, you know a lot of the lead lap cars are staying out you know they got 50 60 laps on them and uh, you know, I think the lap cars are trying to make up a lot of time and one of them got into the side of me and just turned me straight up in a wall coming off turn four and broke everything you know i had no steering and no uh, brakes at that point so you know hang on for the ride but they're not using their head out there they're really driving terrible today that's ted musgrave he's going to be out this afternoon and we'll hear that many many times before the day is over we've heard it a couple of times already here this afternoon 291 laps are on the board we are under caution again this is the 16th time this afternoon that the yellow flag has been out in the food city 500 why don't we take advantage of the caution to give a little jump on our lap 300 rundown here at lap 291 now rusty wallace is the leader with jeff gordon second Jeff Bodine in third, Jimmy Spencer in fourth, and Dale Jarrett in fifth. Sixth is Terry Labonte. Steve Grissom is seventh. Mark Martin is eighth. Brett Bodine back into the top ten after an earlier spin. He's in ninth. And Dale Earnhardt runs in the tenth position. Jeremy Mayfield is a good day for him so far in eleventh with Dar uh, Kenny Schrader in twelfth and Derek Cope thirteenth. Bill Elliott is fourteenth. Michael Waltrip is fifteenth. Joni Machek sixteenth. Chad Little seventeenth. Rick Mast is eighteenth. Dick Trickle is nineteenth. Robert Presley is twentieth. Sterling Marlin is the 
last car on the lead lap. He is 21st. A lap down in 22nd is Ward Burton. Bobby Hamilton is 23rd at barrier 24th. And Morgan Shepard in the 25th. Running a few laps down in 26th is David Green. Ted Musgrave showing 27th. That will continue to fall as the laps wind down now. He is going to be out of the race. John Andretti on the speedway in 28th. Mike Skinner in 29th. Bobby Labonte behind the wall in 30th. On the racetrack in 31st, Darrell Waltrip, Hutch Strickland 32nd, Ricky Rudd 33rd, Dave Marcus 34th, and Kyle Petty 35th. Ernie Irvin's car sits on pit road having uh, repairs done under the engine compartment. He shows 36th at this point. Got Johnny Benson 37th and Jack Sprague 38th. Kenny Wallace is out of the event, posted 39th. Lake Speed on the racetrack in 40th. Jeff Burton is out. He'll finish 41st, uh, perhaps dropping a spot depending on how many laps Gary Bradbury is able to complete. Bradbury back onto the speedway after losing many laps. He is 42nd. Robbie Gordon is 43rd. And that's the full field rundown at lap number 293 of 500. And again, just joining us, we've had 16 caution flags already in the first 300 laps of this event. Let's go to Pit Road. It's taking time here to get a... Uh, Ray Everton was talking to his driver. He was going to get a word with him, but uh, we'll wait just a minute until he gets done talking to Jeff Gordon and we'll get a word with him. Well, there's no big surprise. The sun pops back out again. It's the uh, second time today that the sun has become very bright here. If it stays out, it'll warm this racetrack up a little bit. Tempers are already warmed up a little bit at Bristol, as they usually are. And the temperatures we started this race, very cool this afternoon. But you knew that wasn't going to last very long, didn't you? <laughs> it's Bristol. Rock'em, sock'em. And, you know, I, I used to come away from this, this race when uh, the years that I worked down on Pit Road here, Barney. One of the things that I always kind of took away from this racetrack was you very rarely talk to someone who was really happy down there. It's a frustrating racetrack because you're just in traffic all day and you're running so hard and things happen so fast and it's so easy to get torn up when you think you're just out there kind of biding your time and trying to take it easy. And I, I used to just encounter a lot of really ticked off people down there when these things like this happen during a race here at Bristol. It'll do that to you. It's really strange. You know, you leave here and guys are mad at each other. You read the paper tomorrow and this driver's saying, well, he did this and he did that. And then we come into Martinsville next Friday and everybody's buddy-buddy again because you have time to really realize what happens out here. And like you said, when you're running this close, very little of this is ever going to be intentional. But the guys out there saying, well, you know, it's like you're out on the highway. You're driving the best you can, and somebody else comes around kind of driving crazy, or you think they are or whatever, and you get a little bit of ill out of them. Same thing on a racetrack out there. And if you get touched here and cost you a chance maybe to win or a top ten finish, it's just natural that you're going to be a little bit mad. Here comes everybody on the pit road now. The leader is in. Rusty Wallace comes down. Jeff Gordon is in. Let's go to Jim Phillips. Rusty Wallace's crew goes to work on the right side. Behind him is Jeff Gordon's team. Then Dale Jarrett. Then Jeff Bodine. Then Jimmy Spencer. Right side tires are on both the Wallace car and the Gordon car. Both teams are around the left side. Right behind him, Jarrett's team is around the left side. Let's see who's going to win the race off the pit lane. Wallace has been winning the race. This time it's going to be Jeff Gordon winning the race off the pit lane. Down to Winston Kelly. Terry Labonte will pick up a couple of slots. He came in, changed four tires, got 76 racing gasoline. Steve Grissom has been running seventh. A good solid run for him. Four tires on that car. Then Brett Bodine and Ken Schrader, all with four tires in gasoline. On the back straightaway, Marty Snyder. Four tires pretty much everybody down here. Mark Martin wins that race off pit road. Jeremy Mayfield actually came in second from the back pits. Dale Earnhardt also took four tires in gasoline. He was out third from the backstretch pits. By virtue of being out of sync with his pit stops with a lot of the others on the lead lap, Bill Elliott's going to go back in front of the Food City 500 at lap 296. He stays on the racetrack when most of the other front runners came down pit road just now. 
We continue working the caution flag for the 16th time in the Food City 500 at Bristol Motor Speedway in Tennessee. Different pitch schedules beginning to play themselves out. Shuffled up the leaderboard quite a bit. Bill Elliott has been on somewhat of a different pitch schedule than all of the race leaders since lap number 98 when he came down and a lot of the others didn't. Elliott is back out in front of this race for, let's see, the uh, third, uh, fourth different time in the event. Now running in second off the series of pit stops will be Chad Little, who came in under the 15th caution. Now he's going to be up in second position. Rick Mast will show in third. Same thing. He came in last time, did not come in this time. Marty Schneider is over in the Butch Mock Motorsports team's pits. The Remington crew out in the backstretch pit area and using a little strategy to get some track position, Marty. Well, as Jerry Kennan told me, his uh, Rick Mast crew chief, sometimes it's better lucky than good. Jerry, how'd you guys get in the top five all of a sudden? Well, we came in and pitted on lap 282, and we've had so many cautions, we've only run two green flag laps on that set, so we just decided to stay out. All the leaders came in. We've been needing a little track position all day anyway since we got a little front-end damage on the Remington Ford, but Rick's doing a great job, and the pits are doing, guys and the crew's doing real good, and I'd like to say hi to everybody back home, and uh, hopefully we'll have a good day. They've been doing uh, pretty good down here. They've made several, several stops today, but they got lucky on this last one and got them up front on a little bit of strategy. And down to the turn one into pit road, Jeff Gordon's crew watching their driver come off pit road now. Back in the sixth position, he along with Rusty Wallace have been the two dominant drivers in the event. We heard from Rusty's crew chief earlier. Jim, what about Ray Evernham? Well, let's ask Ray. Ray, you've led this race and you've been second to Rusty some. Uh, how's your car right now? Well, it, it, uh, it's a real fine line between tight and loose depending on uh, where you're at. You know, a little bit loose out front, a little bit tight behind, but... You know, we're having a good day with it, and it's, uh, it's just pretty awesome when we look around here and look at all these people. You know, we're, we're a little bit amazed. Right, about 15 minutes ago, the sun came out, and now we're back. It feels like it's about 10 degrees cooler than it was. Does that change your car? Not, you know, not a lot, really. This track being that it's concrete and it's always had a characteristic, you know, it really doesn't change a lot from day to night. You know, you pretty much are what you are, and, and uh, air pressure and wedge has been affected it all day. That's Ray Evernham, crew chief for Jeff Gordon as he climbs back up on the toolbox. And speaking of differing pit schedules, Winston Kelly is down in Bill Elliott's pit. Elliott now the race leader. Winston? Well, with Mike being the crew chief, Mike, on varying pit stops, is this strategy something that you planned or did it just work out that way as the race unfolded? Well, it's kind of worked out that way. You know, we just need to wait for some cars to get a lap down so we kind of, you know, get even. Our cars, you know, it's pretty good. We took a pretty good hit in the left front wheel, and, you know, we're just kind of borderline being tied. You know, we tried to adjust to it, but, you know, it's McDonald's crowd. You know, we keep hanging up here and see what happens. Very similar situation to what Ray Evernham says. It's kind of a uh, tight and loose situation. The 1988 winner of this event currently leading today. Well, they were given the indication, one lap and we'll go back to green. I think they're going to wave it off because we got a couple of cars. Uh, they're not real sure where they need to stuff them in right there. Had a little idea about maybe on a restart where they needed to be, and NASCAR has other ideas, so I think they've waved off this restart. They, in fact, have, so we will uh, hold off on turning the Food City 500 back loose under green when we do get the restart because of not pitting and such. Ward Burton will be on the tail end of the lead lap in front of race leader Bill Elliott. Also, uh, looks like Bobby Hamilton may be uh, also on the tail end of the lead lap. We'll have to wait and see here. Uh, they're, they're trying to get everything realigned. In, um, okay, now we're finding out that information out now as we sit here and try and talk at the same time. It's going to be uh, Ed Barrier and Bobby Hamilton 
as well as Ward Burton, who will be on the tail end of the lead lap. So they're trying to position them in front of Bill Elliott on the outside lane. So it'll be Ward Burton, Bobby Hamilton, and Ed Barrier at the tail end of the lead lap. And then Bill Elliott, who will be the leader fourth in line on that outside run when we get everybody kind of squared away where they need to be. And uh, that is the way they should line up when we go back racing, uh, hopefully shortly. Having a hard time getting that done right now. Finally, Bobby Hamilton does squeeze up in front of Bill Elliott. Now we're watching Ed Barrier. He needs to get up there. Bill apparently has different ideas as he kind of gets right on the bumper there. Doesn't want to open up a space. The NASCAR officials are saying, yes, you need to do that. Elliott backs off a little bit. And Ed Barrier will squeeze in there. So it will be Ward Burton, Bobby Hamilton, and Ed Barrier, the three cars on the tail end of the lead lap. And maybe when they come back this time, we can finally get under green. Maybe. Marty Snyder is over in Mark Martin's pit on the back straightaway. And uh, Marty, uh, Mark's team, has also been looking around at uh, apparently where he goes in the restart order. Yeah, they had a little bit of confusion. They're trying to figure out who beat who off pit road, Jeremy Mayfield or Mark Martin. What's the situation with that? Well, we beat the 37 off pit road, but they're going by a flat line up here, which only applies if the 37 would have pitted on the front straightaway. Then we got to beat him to that line, but the 37 pitted on the back stretch with us. We beat him to this line right here. We should be in front. And, of course, is Steve Mill, Mark Martin's team manager. Green flag, back racing at lap 305 with three cars on the tail end of the lead lap, plus a couple of lap machines in front of Bill Elliott off two. Bill Elliott set sail down the back straightaway. What he sees is a whole lot of traffic stacked up just ahead of him. Chad Little rides along in second. Rick Bass and Dick Trickle right behind off turn four. I believe was Bill Elliott this time. I just kind of punch the throttle, stay where I'm at, and let that traffic up front kind of sort itself out. He's not being pressured all that much to lose the lead as they work off turn two. Second place car, Chad Little, box in behind David Green momentarily. Now he'll take a high line as he does third place Rick Bast comes after him Bast tries to find some running room down low can't do it falls back in line single file as they work one here's Chad Little again working down to the inside of David Green pushing him off turn two and down the back straight away finally Little gets a spot down underneath David Green he'll go after him in turn four David will give way a little bit pulls to the outside and let Chad Little go on by meanwhile Bill Elliott is the leader right now Chad Little has moved up into the number two position Rick Mast rides third a little further back Jeff Gordon kind of looking things over in turn four. Jeff Gordon riding along back at the fifth spot. He's got Dick Trickle separating him from Rick Mast and several lap cars there. Now let's update that scoring. Dick Trickle is the fourth place machine at this point and Robert Presley is fifth. Gordon is sixth trying to get around those two. Working to the outside of David Green again as they hit the back straightaway. All those three cars forced to take the higher line in turn four. And racing very hard right in front of Jeff Gordon are Robert Presley and Dick Trickle. They sort out a little bit. David Green doesn't really know where to go whether to get in the outside lane or stay down at the bottom of the racetrack. They're back in three. Trying the best to hold Trouble the on the front straightaway. Jack Sprague and Lake Speed get together. Kareem down to the inside wall. Caution flag comes out. It will put Ward Burton, Ed Barrier, and also... Um, the, the Ward Burton and Ed Barrier machines will come back around, will rejoin the lead lap, <laughs> and we go under the caution flag for the 17th time in this race. Yeah, wow. As that is... happened, also another car spun down here in turn four. John Andretti tried to get on the brakes and looped his Ford here between turns three and four. Yeah, we saw that one end up down on the apron of the racetrack. John didn't make any contact with anybody else, but nevertheless, he spun the car. 312 laps are complete. Maybe we'll get some more under green here in a little bit. Back at Bristol Motor Speedway, the 17th caution flag of the Food City 500 coming out at lap 312 when Jack Sprague and Lake Speed got into the inside wall after tangling off turn four. Let's go to Marty Snyder. Lake Speed still working on their car that has a lot of front end damage. Jack Sprague talking to his crew chief Andy Graves right now. The front end well used up. 
We'll get a word with Jack Sprague in just a second, but they are done for the day. So Jack Sprague will join Ted Musgrave, Bobby Labonte, and Kenny Wallace's machine. Also, some of the other cars that have gone out of the event here this afternoon. And add Ernie Irvin's machine to that list. We got the report from Marty Snyder a while back that they had uh, pushed all the water out of the car and we're going to try and make it live a little while longer. Well... Texaco Haviland Ford has been taken back into the garage area, so it does appear that Ernie Irvin will also be out of the Food City 500 well before its finish. Well, the attrition rate eating him up in a hurry this afternoon. I've been at Bristol when we've had a lot of cautions. As we said earlier, one race, remember, here we had 23, but they didn't come in bunches like this, I don't think, because already we have had 17, and we're only 316 laps into it, almost 200 laps to go. That's just unbelievable. But you know what? At this racetrack also, it's just as possible, and I know this may sound really like I'm hanging out on a limb here after what we've seen so far today. We could rip off the next 184 laps without a yellow, just we've, like that. We've done that before, yeah. too. And, and finish this race without another caution flag. So if you're these crew chiefs down on pit road and you're plotting the strategy, you're constantly doing that math as well. When's the last time we stopped? How many laps can we run in a set of uh, tires and gasoline? And can we go the race on just one more pit stop? And that's a lot of what's going down on pit road at this point under this yellow. Back over to Marty Snyder in the back pits by Jack Sprague's machine. Well, Jack's standing here checking out the car, and Jack, uh, you told your car owner, Rick Hendrick, that your goal today was 500 laps. Didn't quite happen. <laughs> well, it all started off when Skinner lost it going into three, and he came down and took our body off and bent the front end up. That pretty much did us in for the day, and we lost a bunch of laps fixing that. And then we just had to ride around, and it wasn't too good, but uh, I hate it for Budweiser and the whole race team. They've had a lot of bad breaks. Tough break for Jack Sprague today, filling in for the injured Ricky Craven. We are still under caution and will be for several more laps. That cleanup crew has really been working here today at Bristol. They ought to pay them overtime, that's for sure. They're sweeping up some stay dry that was put down in turn number one where that crash occurred just a moment ago between Lake Speed and Jack Sprague. Bill Elliott currently leads under caution. Chad Little lines up second behind him, followed by Rick Mast and Dick Crickle and Robert Presley. All those cars did not pit on this latest round of pit stops. The cars that did pit and the way they came back out, Jeff Gordon made a stop. He will line up six. Rusty Wallace will line up seventh. Dale Jarrett will start eighth. Jimmy Spencer ninth and Terry Labonte will make up the top ten when we go back to green. Great run thus far for Chad Little. Yes, using a little pitch strategy to get up into the top five, but nonetheless, here he is up in second position at this point. Winston Kelly has gone down into the John Deere team's pit. Right, we're with Harold Holly, the crew chief. Harold, pitch strategy seems to be the name of the game. It's kind of like a yo-yo. You're up toward the front and then toward the back. How about the rest of the race? If we'd happen to have a long green flag session, how many more pit stops would you have to make? Just one. Uh, we should be able to go anytime after lap 360. But right now, we're just going to kind of do what Bill does and follow the leader. We just, uh, just long way to go yet. We'll just see what happens. What's Chad saying about the car? Right now, everything seems to be okay. Uh, we got up into the outside wall there on the front stretch just a little bit. The car loosened up. We got the car going down. And the caution came out just a few laps later, so it worked out pretty good. Got us a good track position, so we're just going to try to follow later and see what happens. That's Chad Little's crew chief, Harold Holly, as we get the one to go. Say hello to Chad's wife, Donna, who's at home expecting their first child. We understand they may induce labor tomorrow, Alan. <laughs> I've been in that situation before many years ago, and uh, we talked with Chad a little bit this morning, very anxiously looking forward to the birth of his first child, he and Donna's, sometime uh, tomorrow, we expect. Well, time for the restart at lap number 320. It'll uh, wave 180 to go. Here's the top 10. Bill Elliott, Chad Little, Rick Mast, Dick Trickle, Robert Presley, Jeff
Jeff Gordon, Rusty Wallace, Dale Jarrett, Jimmy Spencer, and Terry Labonte. Green flag goes back in the air. They take off for turn number one. Elliott gets a good restart this time. Pulls away from everybody. Chad Little's up in the high line, working his way up there. And again, some lap traffic between the leader and second place. Chad having to deal with Ricky Rudd momentarily, also with Hutch Strickland. Those two separating him from leader Bill Elliott. Here now, Rick Mast goes after Little in turn four. Chad's car washing wide in three and four. Rick Mast will grab the second spot. Chad will try and protect third, jumping down in line in front of Dick Trickle. Gets in line, goes single file now, down the back straight away. Trickle right behind him. Here's Robert Presley now stepping out of line. He's after dealing with the John Andretti lap car in turn four. That's a big break for Bill Elliott. He can put more daylight on everybody back there while they scramble in and out, racing for position, and also dealing with the lap traffic. The real scramble still for second place. That's where Chad Little's trying to get that position back from Rick Mast. Both cars this time in turn three, forced to squeeze down on the inside to get by the lap cars. So we need to tip the cap to Ricky Rudd. Ricky spent many laps behind the wall after being involved in one of the earliest incidents of this race back at lap 47. He's made up a couple of the laps that he lost, running right with the leaders, being in front of them when the caution came down. Ricky's got a strong race car, despite getting involved in that early incident way back in the first 50 laps of the event. Unfortunately, Ricky, because of all of those laps that he lost, is still mired way back in 31st spot. Well, he's going to salvage some kind of a decent finish here this afternoon. That's what we talked about, Ricky. He always runs good here at Bristol, but he seems to get caught up in somebody else's problems, and his finishes have not been that good here at this racetrack. The moment as they go off turn number two, it is still Bill Elliott, but maybe 15 or 20 car lengths. Chad Little sits in the number two spot. Rick Mass made a good move a moment ago to get up there. Now he's dropped back to third place as he works his way off the corner. Robert Presley, line, make that Dick Trickle lining up in fourth, then Robert Presley, and then Jeff Gordon is that scramble. That's a pretty good scramble there, Joe Moore, from Robert Presley on back. Yeah, Gordon's trying to get by Presley. Right behind him, you got uh, Rusty Wallace and Dale Jarrett stacked up. Other cars with the lead lap in that battle as well. Jimmy Spencer, Terry Labonte, and Jeff Bodine. And let's mention again, Rick Mass did get around Chad Little a couple of laps ago. Then Chad got back around Rick, so it is Chad in second, Mast in third, Trickle in fourth, then that bumper car game from fifth, all the way back through Steve Grissom in 12th positions. Those cars all nose to tail. Now here's Jeff Gordon getting the nose under Robert Presley, trying to get fifth away in one. Presley, those comes back down the banking, holds off the lane for the time being. Gordon's going to try it again. Halfway down the back straight away, going to turn three. He'll get the spot underneath Presley and open up the lane. Yeah, Robert's going to lose some more positions. Rusty Wallace dives underneath also to block him out and keep him in the outside lane. Well, I say he does. They make contact going into one, and Rusty almost got his car turned around, has to back off, and Robert Presley hangs on to the spot. 329 laps are complete. 76 introduces the only motor oil with the NASCAR name. 76 NASCAR High Performance Motor Oil. It even beats our other oils. Winners of over 900 NASCAR 100-mile-plus races since 1970. More than all the other brands combined. New 76 NASCAR High Performance Motor Oil. Our best just got better. Now available at auto parts stores displaying the 76 NASCAR sign. How would you like to time yourself in a Winston Cup stock car pit stop? Or maybe you've wondered what it'd be like to feel the experience of Daytona's high banks at 200 miles an hour. Well, such an opportunity exists. It's called Daytona USA, the ultimate motorsports attraction. And it's located just outside Turn 4 at the Daytona International Speedway. As you step inside this mammoth 50,000-square-foot attraction coined the Velocitorium till you take the checkered flag, you'll have a -a one-of-a-kind motorsports experience that's fun for the whole family. So head for Daytona USA, where Every day is race day, and don't forget to buckle up. 
third and fourth positions have just changed hands on the racetrack. Dick Trickle and Jeff Gordon getting around Rick Mast now. And while that's going on, Chad Little is chasing down race leader Bill Elliott. The advantage Bill had built up began, beginning to uh, shrink away just a little bit. Elliott, Chad Little, Dick Trickle, Jeff Gordon, and Rick Mast, the top five, 166 laps to go. From the Bristol Motor Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Bristol Motor Speedway, lap 339 of 500 complete in the Food City 500. Bill Elliott's lead over Chad Little, shrinking now to just a couple of car lengths. One of those car lengths op- op- occupied by the lap machine of Ricky Rudd, who is dogging Elliott off of Ford, back down the straightaway and off into the corner. Ricky Rudd working all over. Bill Elliott trying to get by, although a number of laps down, but running great here. He again separates Elliott from second place, Chad Little. Now third place, Jeff Gordon starting to close in. Yeah, Jeff Gordon is a man making up some ground right now. He was way back there in some of that lap traffic a moment ago. He is now within about five to six or eight car lengths of catching the leader, Bill Elliott, and Chad Little will be the next car he'll catch and go after second place over in turn three. And Elliott starting to close in on the tail end of the field here. Elliott working off of turn four, coming up in the back of Dave Marcus's machines, coming up in the back of a lot of the cars that are missing sheet metal from being involved in earlier skirmishes. Elliott goes to the outside first of Dave Marcus, swings around him on the back straightaway, works back into turn number three. Ricky Rudd riding right behind Elliott as well, getting by Marcus. Now here comes a scramble for second place. Jeff Gordon is there. All he needs is a little breathing room to maybe get underneath Chad Little. Chad's car working real well. He's going to be able to protect that inside groove. And it's going to be awfully hard for Jeff to get underneath him. They're back in three. Chad works the inside lane, coming through turn three with Jeff Gordon right behind him. Change for the fifth position in turn four. Rusty Wallace sweeps underneath Rick Mass, takes the spot away. Here's Dale Jarrett. Going to try and get sixth away from Mass, but they're in traffic now. Got the slower car of Dave Marcus occupying the inside lane. That's going to force Jarrett to go up back up to the outside and fall back in behind Rick Mast. While all that racing's going on from about fourth place on back, it has allowed Bill Elliott to at least get a little more breathing room on the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh place cars. Bill Elliott is the leader. Chad Little rides second. Jeff Gordon is third. Dick Trickle hangs on to fourth for the moment. Rusty Wallace has moved up to fifth. And Dale Jarrett has just taken sixth place away from Rick Mass. Terry Labonte rides seventh. Jimmy Spencer is eighth. And Jeff Bodine is ninth. And Steve Grissom make up the top ten. The leader's back in three. Working his way back into the corner. Picking his way around traffic. Still with Ricky Rudd now. Separating Elliott from second place Chad Little. Here comes Bobby Labonte back out from behind the wall. 67 laps down to the race leader. Labonte showing back in 37th position. Was on the lead lap. And among the top dozen or so when he was involved in a crash at lap 280 off of turn number. Number four, Bill Elliott, Jeff Gordon, uh, excuse me, Bill Elliott, Chad Little, Jeff Gordon, Dick Trickle, and Rusty Wallace, the first five, then Dale Jarrett, Terry Labonte, Rick Mast, Jimmy Spencer, and Jeff Bodine. Those are positions six through ten now, as we seem to have settled in for a little run of green flag racing anyway at lap number 348. Just joining us, this event slowed by some 17 different caution periods so far in its first 312 laps. Jeff Bird has just stepped into our booth, the general manager. I assume you're the general manager. What is your title here? That's what I am. I'm the general manager of today. Bristol Motor Speedway. Well, you guys have done one heck of a job up here. I, I have been coming here since 61, talked to a lot of the other team owners and crew chiefs and car owners and everything that's been here since I have. But we're all absolutely amazed. I think even you are amazed at what has been accomplished here in such a short time. 
Well, the guys have really done a wonderful job, and, and they're not finished yet. We knew we weren't going to get the concessions, and the, the bathrooms finished on the new concourse. It was the largest addition, uh, 38,000 seats in NASCAR history, and then we just ran out of time in the end. But they'll be there for the August uh, Goodies 500, and we'll continue to improve the place for the fans. We don't want them standing in line, but it is an amazing sight out here. I mean, I've been come not as long as you have, Barney, a couple more years, but I can remember when it was just concrete and two grandstands, and now it's amazing. 118,000 folks, the largest crowd ever gathered in the state of Tennessee. I was about to ask, what is the seating capacity right now? 118,000. Alan and I were not sure. We were saying well over 100,000 here today. We have trouble off turn number two. Interrupt you for a second. Barney and Barrier's car goes spinning down the backstretch. Barrier spins around about three times in front of a heavy pack of traffic. Everybody gets to the binders and slows down as they approach the spinning car. So far, no caution flag. Barrier's car rolls away from where it sat at the bottom of the racetrack, and that sets off a wild scramble back in the field, and here goes a change for the lead. Bill Elliott slowed like he's expecting the caution flag. Jeff Gordon goes right around him off turn two. Gordon now shows the way. Elliott falls in line in second. Chad Little is third, trying to hold off fourth place Dick Trickle. And all you have to do is check up just a little bit. You're going to lose the lead here, but Elliott apparently anticipated a caution flag. He saw all that smoke over there and the car sitting at the apron of the track, but he fired it up immediately and moved away, so this race will stay under green flag conditions. So Jeff Gordon now goes back into the lead. Bill Elliott drops back to second. Chad Little lines up back there in third, followed by Dick Trickle as they work their way out of the corner. Rusty Wallace will be fifth, and Dale Jarrett will be sixth. Jeff, we'll talk with you just a little bit more as this race will stay green and kind of settle down again. It's been a wild day, but been a heck of a show. Well, it has been. It's kind of a dubious record to be going for a number of cautions. It's kind of a funny story. NASCAR decided to use our backup pace car that we, just, that we borrowed from a local Ford dealer. They told us their last instructions were, don't put many miles on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. It hadn't worked out that way, has it? Well, <laughs> sorry, John King, <laughs> but we put her out there for a little bit. I don't know. It's, uh, you know, one race you have 20 cautions, the next race you have four. It's just cyclical. It must be the way the stars are. I think Alan said we may have a full moon tonight. I wouldn't be surprised by that. Jeff, when we come back here in August for the uh, Goodies 500, there'll be more changes that are, will be done uh, as far as aesthetically to the racetrack. One of the interesting ones that a lot of the competitors were talking about was that you move the backstretch retaining wall about, what, five feet out farther in order to uh, accommodate better sight lines for some of the fans that used to have those bottom two rows of grandstands. Those are gone now. We don't hear about a track taking out seats much to accommodate better sight lines for the fans. Well, we took out a few and added a lot. We actually moved the backstretch wall back four feet, and it's kind of changed and given a little bit more racing room on the back. Uh, we canted the wall into a 45-degree angle to... Uh, to make for a better design, and we're going to probably do the same thing on the front stretch between now and August, move it back four feet. So that ought to be interesting also. Well, we'll let you go here because I know you want to get back over and watch this race. I want to put you on the spot for a second. I'm hearing a lot of stuff that both these races may go to night races. Can you comment on that, or has it even been discussed? Well, NASCAR was kind enough to move the uh, spring spring date back two weeks uh, in April, so hoping for a little bit more climate weather, but it's a little chilly today, but the race fans seem to be enjoying it. I don't think there's any any heart for moving the spring race tonight right now. Uh, it's just the, the weather's too tricky, and then Easter is going to get in the way of scheduling next year, and Mike Helton and Bill France and the guys down in Daytona will have to figure that one out, but we're going to keep this one in the daytime and leave the August one. I think it's something special at night, and we'll leave it that way. 
Jeff Bird, the general manager of Bristol Motor Speedway, with us here today at the Food City 500. Jeff, thank you, and congratulations on all the wonderful improvements. We'll see you in August. Thank you, guys. Have a good rest of the afternoon. I hope it's a little bit shorter. We, we hope so. Jeff Gordon, the race leader, taking the top spot. When Ed Barrier spun, did a flying 360 off turn number two, and then leader Bill Elliott checked up, thinking the caution was going to come out. Gordon kept his foot in the throttle and went right on around him, and now Gordon has moved out to a 1.4-second advantage over Elliott. Running third is Dick Trickle. Chad Little still holds fourth. Rusty Wallace is fifth. We've got 135 laps to go. The close calls in the last few laps. Jeff Bodine and Jimmy Spencer racing hard for position. Got together off four. They got away okay. Dale Earnhardt and Kyle Petty got together. They are not racing for position. Kyle several laps down after getting uh, turned around earlier in the event. They got together racing off of four. In fact, they've been side by side for about the last four laps around. Now Kyle going to get pinned behind a slower car and fall out of that side by side racing. But some close calls. Everybody's still getting away okay. We remain under green with 129 laps to go in the Food City 500. Jeff Gordon, Bill Elliott, Dick Trickle, Rusty Wallace, and Dale Jarrett. Now the top five for the Bristol Motor Speedway. This is MRN Radio. Leader Jeff Gordon starting to catch and put a lap down. Some of those who've been on the lead lap almost all day. Michael Waltrip has just gone a lap down. Now Jeff Gordon is up on Joe Nemechek's back bumper. Nemechek, the 21st place car, trying to stay, if he can, on the tail end of the lead lap. Why don't we give you those cars that are still in the same lap with the race leader. It is Gordon, Bill Elliott, Dick Trickle, Rusty Wallace, and Dale Jarrett, the first five. Six through tenth belong to Terry Labonte, Chad Little, Jeff Bodine, Jimmy Spencer, and Mark Martin. You've got Steve Grissom at 11th, Rick Mastin 12th, Dale Earnhardt 13th, Kenny Schrader 14th, and Jeremy Mayfield 15th, 16th through 20th are Derek Cope, Robert Presley, Brett Bodine, Bobby Hamilton, and Ward Burton. And then you've got Joe Nemechek, 21st place car, who's just gone a lap down, leaving us 20 machines in the same lap with Jeff Gordon. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. This may be one of the longest stretches of green we have had here at Bristol, Tennessee this afternoon. 379 laps are on the scoreboard and 120 laps remain in the Food City 500 here this afternoon. For the moment, Jeff Gordon showing his colors here right now. Got a very fast race car. He's had a good, strong car all day. He is really one heads-up driver. When that car is good and it's time to pass people, he's kind of like Earnhardt used to be back in the old days. He doesn't hesitate. When he catches people, he passes them and goes on. And right now, he's gone on to a pretty healthy advantage over Bill Elliott, the second-place car. Put it at about uh, four seconds or so. We'll get the interval when they come to the start-finish line this time by. But Gordon moving away now as he deals with lap traffic and continues to try and distance himself from Elliott. That's 2.1 seconds, so I overestimated there a little bit. 2.1, the difference between Gordon and Bill Elliott. Another three seconds back to Rusty Wallace, but Joe, he's got his hands full. Certainly so. A lot of traffic as Rusty works into turn three, squeezing down to the inside. Michael Waltrip up on the high side of the banking, and he's got Dale Jarrett right behind him. Dale Jarrett, I don't believe, has led a lap today. We talked about that a moment ago, and he would like to get up there and at least get in a position to do so, pick himself up five bonus points in the Winston Cup standings, but for the moment, he is just concentrating on getting around Rusty Wallace. Still got plenty of time to get it done here at Bristol this afternoon looking for his first win on any of NASCAR's short tracks. He's never won here at Bristol. I believe he's finished second one time. 
but he knows how to get around this racetrack. He's been one of the cleaner cars out there. We're looking at it right now as he comes by and goes down the back straightaway. Not a lot of marks on Dale's car. No, not on Dale's or Rusty Wallace's or the car behind them, Terry Labonte. If you were with us at the very start of our broadcast today, we mentioned that Terry's car didn't get rolled from its garage stall to the inspection line to the grid till less than 30 minutes to go before the race. We'll follow up on that in a minute. First, here goes Dale Jarrett after Rusty Wallace for the third position off of turn four. Caught him up in that high line, used the pick car down to the inside of the racetrack of David Green to kind of box things in there and make that situation happen. So Dale Jarrett has now eased a little closer to the front. He moves up in the number four position. He's in three. And he opened a lane into the inside for Terry Labonte to also make the pass. He got by Rusty Wallace. Wallace gets back down in front of Dick Trickle. Uh, Winston Kelly is down in Terry Labonte's pit, and uh, Winston, it was uh, pretty anxious there for the Kellogg's team just before the start of the event. Yes, it was. just put Ward Burton and Dale Earnhardt a lap down. Earnhardt, the 19th place car. Earnhardt gave uh, Gordon about all he could handle for a couple laps around the racetrack, but finally Gordon went way high in the middle of one and two. Used probably a little bit higher line than we've seen anybody use all day, but made it stick and did manage to put Earnhardt a lap down. Farther back, some pretty good racing going on from 7th place on back. Chad Little there with Jeff Bodine, Mark Martin, Steve Grissom and Sterling Marlin all bunched there together. Marlin not on the lead lap, but at the tail end of that group, and they're working traffic. Well, those cars working hard off turn two, going on the outside of Dave Marcus and Dick, uh, David Green car, getting by those machines, now falling back in line. Single file off turn four. And Ted Musgrave will come back out on the speedway and make a lap or so with most of the sheet metal on the front end of that car gone away. If he can make at least a lap or two, he should be able to pick up a few more positions and a few more points here today. Tough break for him early when he got caught up in a crash going off down into turn number one. 393 laps are on the board. Very shortly, we will have only 100 laps remaining. And Jim Phillips, let's check in with you. We heard Winston uh, talk with one of our crew chiefs earlier. Said they could make it on one more pit stop. Is that about the situation where you are in most of those teams? Right, we're down in Dale Jarrett's uh, crew. As Todd Perry, the time fails, it goes by. We had to talk to Todd all day long. See what the Todd, you're up to third. How's your car? Right now, I think it's pretty good. You know, we've had to freeze thing up in the middle of the corner all day long, Jim. Right now, he's running a little quicker than the, the leader is. So, maybe this thing goes green the rest of the way. We can get this thing over with. Are you going to make, uh, have to make one more stop, or can he make it all the way? Oh, yeah, we'll have to make one more stop. I don't think anybody can make it. I'm Todd Perry, crew chief for Dale Jarrett. They plan on making one more stop, and... Uh, I talked to Robin Griffin just a minute ago with Ray Aaron They said the same thing. One more stop. Eat. Yeah, looking at uh, when all of most of the leaders pitted last, they pitted at lap 295, which left us 205 laps to go. And don't think anybody can make 205 laps on fuel here, certainly. And uh, the other guys who are out of sync with those who are in the race lead, like Bill Elliott, uh, who stopped back at lap 260, 
That would have left him 240 laps to go. Certainly he can do that in one more stop, but it looks like everybody will have to come to pit road at least one more time before we see the checkered flag in this event. Dale Jarrett and Terry Labonte, the third and fourth place cars, beginning to reel Bill Elliott in a little bit as they all work some lap traffic. Working off turn number two. Now Dale Jarrett leads that pack, closing in, falling behind the car of Dale Earnhardt. They'll get ready to throw a lap on him. Earnhardt goes wide and turn four. Opens a lane for Jarrett and Terry Labonte to make their move. Dale's car was pretty good there for about 20 or 25 laps. Now he can't seem to get it down to the bottom of the racetrack. He's having to work that high line, but we've seen that happen a couple of times with him in recent races, and sometimes he can adapt to the high groove around the racetrack, did it at Rockingham, and really still come up with some good lap times. But the car right now is a handful for Dale Earnhardt. 100 laps remain. 400 just come up on the scoreboard in the Food City 500. Jeff Gordon setting a blistering pace at this point in the event. has put Derek Culp a lap down. He's gone around Robert Presley. He's right on Bobby Hamilton's back bumper now. Hamilton the 16th place car, so Gordon starting to weed out those on the lead lap here in the final 100 laps of this event. Why don't we set the field for you now at the 400 lap mark. It is Jeff Gordon leading Bill Elliott by 4.6 seconds. Dale Jarrett closing rapidly on Elliott is now the third place car. Terry Labonte runs fourth. Rusty Wallace is fifth. Sixth is Dick Trickle. Jeff Bodine is seventh. Mark Martin eighth. Steve Grissom ninth. And tenth is Chad Little. Jimmy Spencer is eleventh. Rick Mast is twelfth. Ken Schrader is thirteenth. Fourteenth position held by Jeremy Mayfield at this point. And Brett Bodine is fifteenth. Bobby Hamilton sixteenth. The last car on the lead lap. Lap down in 17th is Robert Presley. 18th belongs to Derek Cope. Ward Burton is 19th and Dale Earnhardt 20th. Sterling Marlin is 21st. Joni Machek is two laps down in 22nd. With Michael Waltrip now 23rd. David Green 24th and Ed Barrier 25th. Morgan Shepard is 26th. 27th is John Andretti. Darrell Waltrip 28th. Hutch Strickland is 29th. 30th belongs to Ricky Rudd. Kyle Petty is 31st. Dave Marcus 32nd. Mike Skinner 33rd. Johnny Benson 34th. Bobby Labonte is 35th. 36th is Lake Speed. Ted Musgrave is 37th. Ernie Irvin and Jack Sprague are out of the race. They're 38th and 39th. Gary Bradbury still making laps. He's 40th. And out of the event in 41st, 2nd, and 3rd are Kenny Wallace, Jeff Burton, and Robbie Gordon. This mid-race update sponsored by Sports Image. While you're shopping at Food City for your groceries, why not stop and pick out some of the Dale Earnhardt merchandise that shows you're a real NASCAR fan. It's very convenient. If you're looking for great Dale Earnhardt merchandise, look no further than your participating Food City. One car up against the wall. It'll be Morgan Shepard's machine over in turn number three. Joe Morris on top of that one. Yeah, he scrubbed the wall the last time he cast me here in turn four, Barney. Then went very slowly around the racetrack. Looked like trying to get back down so he could get onto the pit lane. Now he stops. The caution is out. Here's his opportunity. And uh, Morgan just couldn't find a break in traffic, which was almost continuous all the way around the speedway. When Jeff Gordon lifted and slowed... For the caution flag, Robert Presley and Derek Cope blasted around him. And then Cope came up on the back of some cars that were slowing for the yellow and turns one and two. Had to go all the way to the apron and kind of ride the car sideways through the corner. He did manage to beat the leader back around, though. Those cars are back on the end of the lead lap. Lap 408 on the board now. Pit road is closed as the race leaders come by. The Ford Mustang pace car just picking up the tail end of the field. We'll be back for what should be the final pit stops. Now to Pit Lane, brought to you by the McDonald's drive through what should be the final stops of the event. We go to Jim Phillips. And the Rainbow Warriors go to work on Jeff Gordon's Depot Chevrolet. They're changing the right side tires, cleaning the windshield as Gordon looks straight forward. He gets a drink of water. Now they're around the left side, the second cannon. 
Ingenium 76 Racing Fuel goes in. They clean the windshield more. The left side tires are going on. Gordon is down. He's away. 17.9 seconds on the stop for Jeff Gordon. Winston Kelly. Bill Elliott gets out just in front of Terry Labonte. Dick Trickle and Steve Grissom drag race down pit road. It looks like it'll be Trickle. Then Chad Little, Ken Schrader, and Brett Bodine leaving in that order. All with four Goodyear Eagles and 76 Racing Gasoline. Some quick stops because most of them realize if this race stays green, this is the final time they'll be on pit road today. And track position is, as we say, everything here at Bristol. Some still on the lead lap, pitting in the back straight away in front of Marty Snyder. Mark Martin, Rick Mass, Jeremy Mayfield are all in, as well as Derek Cope. The surprising thing, Dylan Hart did not come in. He was a lap down. He'll come in this time around. However, Dylan Hart coming in here on the backstretch as we speak. Many, many who are not on the lead lap anymore coming in for their service now at lap 411. So Jeff Gordon wins the race off pit road. Rusty Wallace picks up a little bit of track position on this particular set of stops. Rusty coming into pit road fifth, comes out second. Some very speedy service by Robin Pemberton and the Miller Light team setting Rusty up to continue his duel with Jeff Gordon for the race win. From the Bristol Motor Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Back in Bristol, Field getting the signal one more lap and we'll go back racing. What probably will be the last set of pit stops coming for all the leaders at lap 410. Jeff Gordon coming down pit road with the lead and coming off with it as well. Rusty Wallace coming in fifth, out second. Dale Jarrett will come off pit road third. Bill Elliott fourth and Terry Labonte fifth. The rest of the top ten, Jeff Bodine, Jimmy Spencer, Chad Little, Mark Martin, and Ken Schrader. Members of the media covering today's event, voting the Goody's Headache Award in just a short time, awarding $1,000 to the driver suffering the biggest headache during the running of or preparation for this event. Goody's Headache Powders and Tablets, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. Feel about to get the green and maybe settle the Food City 500 all the way to the checkered flag under green without another caution. We'll find out in just a moment. Pace car down on pit road. Here they come off turn number four. Green flag goes back in the air and Jeff Gordon takes off for turn number one. This time, Rusty Wallace and Dale Jarrett may clear the lap traffic and be able to hang with the leaders. They get off turn two. Rusty Wallace not only clears the lap traffic, he's trying to clear Jeff Gordon, pull it down to the inside. The race for the lead in turn four side by side. Not anymore. Wallace dusts Jeff Gordon off the corner. His car launched off a of turn two, Joe, more like it was shot out of a cannon. And it's still launching off turn two once again as he pulls away even further for Jeff Gordon. Gordon now under attack from the third place car. Dale Jarrett's all over him in turn four. Dale Jarrett thought he had a chance to get underneath Jeff Gordon coming through three and four. It didn't work that time, but for Rusty Wallace, he's one of those deals where you just put your foot in the throttle and say, I'm going to go for it. I can't lose anything here, and maybe I can make it. He did. They're back at three. A little contact that time in turn two as Jarrett got into the back of Jeff Gordon, trying to get that lane open up underneath it. Can't do it for now. He'll fall back in line. We see it so often. A car comes in for a pit stop and the handling just isn't the same when they come back onto the speedway. Obviously, Rusty Wallace is behaving a lot better than it did before the stop and Gordon's not as well. And Dale Jarrett is trying hard to get around him before Rusty Wallace gets away. Here they come down to the stripe now. Lap number 4, 18, 82 to go. And Jarrett all over Gordon for second. Jarrett trying to work to the inside lane again. Pushing Jeff Gordon off turn number 2. Watching Rusty Wallace drive away. His lead now three car lengths over Gordon. Pretty good scramble back there for fourth place, too. Terry Labonte trying to take it away from Bill Elliott. They almost got together coming off turn number four. Terry has used a lot of patience. Here he goes underneath Elliott off turn two. He gets the opening. Terry Labonte does. Makes the pass off turn two. Falls back in line on the back straightaway. In turn four, meanwhile, Dale Jarrett still chases Jeff Gordon for second. For now, Gordon's car settling in and looking like it's beginning to come to life a little bit. He's now pulled away by about a half a car length on Jarrett. No longer Dale beating on his back bumper. 
Single file this time, working down the back straightaway. Rusty Wallace with a five-car length lead off turn four. Gordon looks back, and Jarrett's all over him again. 79 laps to settle the Food City 500. That's all that remained here this afternoon as the sun pops out yet another time to brighten up the racetrack. The leader heads back to turn three. Battle now back from the fifth and sixth position. That's Jeff Bodine trying to hold off Jimmy Spencer. Contact. Both cars spin in turn number four. Spencer down to the inside. Here comes all the heavy traffic. A cloud of smoke. No one can see where to go. They scatter down to the inside as Bodine is up against the outside wall. Spencer rolled down to the inside, refired his car, and drove away. How did everybody miss that one? They had the whole field bearing down on him. The whole corner obscured in a cloud of smoke, and yet nobody got into either Jimmy Spencer or Jeff Bodine. Amazing. It really was, and that's the 19th time the yellow flag has come out here at Bristol, Tennessee this afternoon. Absolutely amazing. Jeff Bodine immediately dives onto pit road. Didn't appear to do that much damage to the car as he heads down on pit road. Let's get a quick report. Well, the left front tire is down, Barney, and uh, doesn't look, I can't see the sheet metal on the right side. The left side doesn't look to be uh, hurt that bad, but the left front tire is down. Well, they take this opportunity to come in, and they're going to lose a lap on this exchange, but Dale Earnhardt made a great move coming across the line to get his lap back. So at lap 423, the caution waving for the 19th time in the race. Jimmy Spencer and Jeff Bodine racing for the sixth position at the time. Now here comes Brett Bodine down pit road. Some damage to uh, his car on the left side, it looks like, or at least shedding uh, some bits and pieces of a tire, perhaps. Let's go back to pit road. Well, it's the same scenario for Brett Bodine. The left front tire is down, and he left the carcass laying farther down the pit lane. Safety worker picks it up as his crew changes the left side tires. They're only going to change the left side so Brett can stay on the lead lap or at least not lose a lap on this exchange as he comes by. Uh, it has a big dent at the left front fender and the left door. And a little bit of um, opinion expressed by Jeff Bodine on the back straightaway who pulled up alongside Jimmy Spencer's car and wrapped into the left side door. And uh, those two drivers getting together after racing hard for the sixth position up in turns three and four. About every time you looked up today, they've been racing hard for position. They've been close together and going back and forth all day. Yeah, we've seen that a dozen times, and I'm surprised we haven't seen more guys kind of make a turn into somebody to get their attention and say, hey, I wish you wouldn't do that sort of thing. But that's racing at Bristol. It's just typical racing here this afternoon. Bodine's car sits on pit road. The hood has gone up again. Let's go back and see if we can get another update. Well, they're trying to pull the fenders uh, off the front tires, and now they're down in front working on the car in the engine compartment and uh, they're now they're pulling away some cheap metal on the left side and now working on the left front suspension on uh, Jeff Bodine's car and some stops among some of those uh, who are both on the lead lap and no longer on the lead lap in the backstretch pits in front of Marty Snyder Rick Mass is in uh, Dale Earnhardt just got his lap back so they decided to come in a little bit of strategy here they're hoping that they can come in and everybody else might have to make a stop a little bit later and they're going to try to get back up front this Dale Earnhardt car just now back on the lead lap Earnhardt running in the 16th position at this point, and yes, back on the tail end of the lead lap, one of a total of 20 cars being shown. Uh, make that uh, no longer 20, would be 17, 18, 18 cars on the lap with the race leader. It's been a wild day here at Bristol. If you're just joining us, we're working the 19th caution flag of the event. Things started off back on lap 12. A lot of just bumps and spins. We really haven't had but a couple of hard crashes. Just a lot of bumping and spinning and uh, uh, wrinkled up fenders and that kind of thing uh, evidence the fact that you know we haven't had a lot of hard crashes but the fact that there are only uh, two three four five cars in the garage area two of them are there with engine problems yeah we've got some cars that have got a little sheet metal damage here and there and everything else but for the most part we haven't had any really 
just devastating crashes to really total loss race cars. I'll probably be contradicted on that before the weekend is over, but just from our vantage point, it doesn't. I think why the frustration is so great here at Bristol Island, having come here all these years, you race so intense, as you said. Uh, you're going to bump somebody. You're going to get bumped. It's kind of like Martinsville and some of the other short tracks. You, you know it's going to happen. There are days you're able to handle that, and there are other days just like when you're driving to work in the morning. Sometimes a driver will frustrate you more than he will other days of the week. Same thing happens here at Bristol. As we said, when they show up at Martinsville next week, they'll all be we'll do it all over again, except at a slower speed. The other side of the coin, this late in the races, you've kept the car on the lead lap with all the fenders on it, now into the final 100 laps, and all of a sudden you find yourself turned around. That could send the blood boiling quickly, too. Back under the green now, 72 laps to go. Field heads off, too. Rusty Wallace again set sail. Gets about a three-car length lead over the second-place car of Jeff Gordon. Dale Jarrett in third, working hard to the outside of the lap traffic. We made the comment that Rusty Carr seemed to be a little bit better after that last round of pit stops. It's been one of the best cars, if not the best car, all day long. And right now, he's able to stay at the front of the field. There's no traffic directly ahead for us. A little better than a half a lap around. The laps are winding down. We'll have 70 to go when he crosses the line this time. Here's a scramble for second place. Dale Jarrett muscles his way underneath Jeff Gordon. They didn't make any contact, but he comes away with second place. Played pass for Jarrett going into turn number one. He now the new second place man. Gordon falls in line in third just ahead of teammate Terry Labonte. Gordon tries to press Jarrett back off of turn four. Tries to stay right on his back deck. They work single file back to one and two. Nose to tail, working off the corner, hitting it back straight away. Gordon looks momentarily down on the inside. No chance to make the move. It is becoming a three-way battle, though, as Terry Labonte now is on the rear deck of Gordon. And again, a little physical coming through three and four that time. Jeff Gordon kind of tagged the rear end of uh, Dale Jarrett. Now he dives underneath him going into the corner. Dale gets caught in the outside. Terry Labonte will get around him also. Back to three. Both cars shoot down on the inside and pick up the spot. Dale Jarrett losing a couple of positions in that exchange. While they're racing hard for the second spot, Rusty Wallace has gotten away to a one and six tenths second lead now with some 67 laps to go. The race for second is off two. Terry Labonte looks on the inside coming up off turn two. Falls back in behind Jeff Gordon. They'll go single file again off turn four. And right now everybody knows if this race stays green, you can't make any mistakes. you got to do what you got to do real quick to be able to at least stay up there and keep the leader in sight if you've got any kind of chance to win the event. Jeff Gordon just took away second place a moment ago. Terry Labonte rides him very close coming off turn number four. He's within a couple of feet of catching him as they work back into turn number one. Meanwhile, Dale Jarrett losing a little ground. The other cars that are up in that lead lap, Chad Little also now has lost a lot of ground to the leader, Rusty Wallace. He's kind of like the Lone Ranger just riding off in the sunset all by himself right now. Chad riding back in the fifth position. He's got Jimmy Spencer, Mark Martin, Bill Elliott behind him all on the lead lap. The other car trying to make his way up through traffic. Dale Earnhardt, who got back on the lead lap a while ago. He's 14th in line right now as we work into the final stages of the Food City 500. Rusty Wallace out in front by a second and a half over Jeff Gordon and Terry Labonte. 59 laps to go for Rusty Wallace out in front of Jeff Gordon and Terry Labonte by one and two-tenths seconds. That's a little bit less than a short while ago. Here's Jeff Bodine spinning down the main straightaway, clipping Steve Grissom as he shoots back across the track, pulling the left rear tire off of Grissom's car. He gets into the wall, and we see the caution flag for the 20th time in the Food City 500. Bodine back on the speedway after spending several laps on pit road making repairs, and his day will come to an inglorious end, unfortunately, up against the outside wall in turn one. From the Bristol Motor Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Back at Bristol under the 20th caution of the Food City 500, Jeff Bodine off of turn number four uh, through the benefit of a video replay, seeing that he and 
made contact with Jimmy Spencer and lost control of his car sliding down the main straightaway, collected Steve Grissom and has ended up crashed down in turn one, bringing out the yellow flag for the 20th time in the event with what is now uh, 56 laps to go in the race. Uh, Bodine's car now under its own power with the rear wheels very flat has moved away trying to get back into the pit area, but it is heavily damaged and likely will be the day will be over from looking here at Jeff's car. I don't think he's going to be able to even go out there and run any kind of laps to finish this one. Had a few pit stops. Sterling Marlin is in right now. Let's get a report from there. Jim Phillips. Yeah, they changed the right side tires. They changed the left side right now. Larry McClure walked over to me just a second ago, Barney. He said, we just can't have any luck. We've got a good driving car today, but it just won't run. He said, I don't know whether it's a spark plug, a spark plug wire, or the carburetor. But he said, we, we had a car here capable of winning, but it just will not run up to par. When it rains, sometimes it pours. Steve Grissom's car has come to rest at the apron of the racetrack all the way over in turn number two. The wrecker will be hooked up to it. That is another team that has had more than their share of bad luck all season long. A couple of more pit stops now. Brett Bodine dives onto pit road along with Jimmy Spencer. Let's go back to the pits. Well, Brett Bodine's crew just finishes working on the left side of the car. He had a cut left front tire. You remember the last time we had a caution flag, they continue to pull sheet metal away from the left front of the car. Robert Presley back on pit road. He got four tires in gasoline. Jimmy Spencer with a little bit of damage to the right side of his car where he got into the wall after contact with Bodine. They just pulled the sheet metal off there. Let's go to the back pits and Marty Snyder. Well, back here, a lot of the lap cars came in for tires and gasoline. Dale Earnhardt's crew thought about it. Larry McReynolds and Earnhardt talked on the radio about it. But at the last second, Earnhardt himself waved off the pit stop, said it's not worth giving up the track position right now. So we sit under the 20th caution of the event now. And uh, cleanup continuing. Jeff Bodine's car has been driven from the speedway back to the garage. They're hooking up a record to Steve Grissom's machine as it sits down inside of turns one and two. Check of the NASCAR calendar. Some upcoming racing around the United States during the uh, next seven days. Davenport Speedway in Davenport, Iowa, hosting the NASCAR Bush All-Star Tour in the Auto Acres 40. That happens on Friday night, 6.30 Central Time. The NASCAR Goodies Dash Series running Saturday night of next weekend in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. The Myrtle Beach Speedway, a 100-lapper there for the NASCAR Goodies Dash Series cars. The NASCAR Featherlight Modified Tour makes its return to the Martinsville Speedway in Virginia, accompanying the NASCAR Winston Cup Series in the weekend. That'll happen next Saturday afternoon, a 200-lapper there, sponsored by the folks at Goodies. 2 o'clock, the green flag Saturday. The NASCAR Repco Northwest Tour running at the Portland, Oregon Speedway next Saturday night in the Reesers 150. That event happening 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. And a week from today, next Sunday, at Lee Speedway in Lee, New Hampshire, the NASCAR Bush North Series making its debut for the 1997 season with a 150-lapper there at that uh, very tough 3.8-mile track there. That is the NASCAR calendar for the coming week. Check in with Jim Phillips. We were back here with uh, Jeff Bodine, Barney. We're going to try to get a word with him. Uh, he's uh, climbed up in his truck. He said that uh, he wouldn't give us a, a comment on what happened in uh, just a minute, so we'll wait for Jeff to come out. Probably very frustrated right now, Jeff Bodine, but hopefully we'll get a word from him here in just a moment. It's going to be a long caution flag. They're still cleaning up down in turns one and two from the accident there a moment ago involving Steve Grissom and Jeff Bodine's cars. They have pulled both away. Actually, Jeff drove his car away. Uh, Steve Grissom's car has been hooked up to a wrecker and has now been pulled back behind the pit wall. We see it down on the in behind the wall down in turn number one. This has been a day where 
I guess everybody down there at one time or another, Alan, has had a little temper tantrum or been a little bit frustrated. I don't think I can stand this kind of short track racing every week. Could you? I think I think a couple of weeks ago we, we kind of used the words typical Darlington a lot. Well, typical Bristol is uh, a lot of what we see when uh, tempers get hot and things get physical. And, and we see a lot of... Um, a lot of actions and things happen that we just don't see at a lot of other racetracks around the U.S. because it's just so intense here. We use that word right off the top of our broadcast. This is the most intense racing the drivers will undergo in the entire season, and we're seeing a lot of the byproducts of that here today. But we've seen it just about from the opening gun at lap number 12 is when it started. We got the first caution flag, and it's continued all afternoon. Now they're giving the indication one lap will go back to green, and it looks like the green flag will come back out at lap 450. That'll give us 50 laps to settle this one. Got to feel uh, bad for Steve Grissom caught up in this most recent uh, incident that uh, will cause him to go out of the race, and Grissom having a fine run on the lead lap all day in a very good position to try and score a top-10 finish. Unfortunately, he will be back in the garage area along Along with Jeff Bodine, Jack Sprague, Ernie Irvin, Kenny Wallace, Jeff Burton, and Robbie Gordon. As we close in now on the finish of this uh, Food City to uh, 500. Now the attention becomes on Rusty Wallace. Can anybody do anything with Rusty? His car's gotten better. hasn't fallen off all day long. It's been very solid, even better this last pit stop. As the green flag goes back out, Rusty's on the throttle, heads for turn number one. And Jeff Gordon will try to hang with him as he works off turn number two. Won't be any lap traffic between the two as they get down to turn three. And Rusty Wallace gets a big jump. Five car lengths over Jeff Gordon. He was held up momentarily. Gordon was by the slower car of Ricky Rudd. It is Terry Labonte now with a lap car separating himself from second place Gordon. He's got Rudd in between the second and third place machines. And Dale Jarrett, the fourth place car, also working with traffic. He's to the outside of Joe Dimashek further back in the pack. Boy, it's been a whale of a day for Chad Little. They're they're uh, erratic pit stop. Well, that's not the word I'm looking for. They're off schedule pit stops. Was able to keep them up there in the top five or six. He's going to come away with a good finish here this afternoon on one of the toughest racetracks in the business if he doesn't get caught up in an accident if we have another one before the day is over. 452 laps on the board for Rusty Wallace. After three laps back under green, he has already pulled away by maybe 10 or 12 car lengths over Jeff Gordon. He's off turn two. Back in the fifth position, Chad Little rides along working around some slower traffic. He's got the car of Mark Martin right behind him. Martin took a shot at Chad on the last lap in turn three. This time they'll settle down and go single file. Let's go down to pit road. Jeff Bodine, you had a great day started today, but it didn't end that way. What happened? Nah, Spencer ran into me. I mean, that was stupid. He's a jerk. I passed him a couple times fair and square. That was just uncalled for. What happened later was my steering broke. We tried to fix the car. It was handling really bad. I was just trying to make some laps up, and it's, it's broke coming off before. And, uh, you know, I run into him and a bunch of other guys. But uh, before that, that was just his fault. And, I, you know, I know people... Some are going to say, well, he's crying, he's whining. Bull, sit your ass in one of these seats and have that happen to you. That guy, I passed him fair, I don't know how many times, he just ran into me. That's Jeff Bodine, and uh, summing up the situation between he and Jimmy Spencer. And there's another case of a temper flare up here. Maybe they'll work it out before we get to Martinsville next week. 457 laps on the scoreboard here. They're trying to work out the Food City 500 to figure out a way to beat Rusty Wallace. He's been the dominant car all day long. Jeff Gordon now about a half a second behind him as they come off the corner and go back into turn number one. Terry Labonte rides third. Those three are out front all by themselves. Then the lap car between the fourth place car and the rest of the machines. That's Dale Jarrett back there in fourth as 
they all work over to turn three. Talk about Mark Martin battling with Chad Little for a while. He didn't make the pass, so Martin now moves up to the fifth spot. Chad Little in sixth. Seventh is Bill Elliott, and Dale Earnhardt is now up to the eighth position. Earnhardt running in eighth. Jeremy Mayfield in the top ten in ninth. Derek Cope rounds out the top ten runners. Also still on the lead lap would be Kenny Schrader, Rick Mass, Jimmy Spencer, Dick Trickle, Bobby Hamilton, Brett Bodine, and Robert Presley. Those 17 drivers on the lap with the race leader as we close in on the finish. Really, the fierce uh, racing is going on back in the pack. You've got a lot of lap cars mixed in and among it, but you've got Rick Mass there and a heavy pack of traffic with Darrell Waltrip, David Green, Bobby Hamilton, and Dick Trickle as those cars all go at it. Up front, Barney, Rusty Wallace right now has opened up a pretty good-sized advantage. Well, I thought maybe he did have almost a full second there at one time. It looks like Jeff Gordon's really been maybe a couple of car lengths. The thing right now is going to be time. 462 laps are on the board, so the time is running out, and we're in the final stages of the Food City 500 here this afternoon. Gordon making up just a little ground, Joe Moore, each time around, but not a lot. Gordon closed in a little bit. We were watching the tail end of the field. Uh, Alan was talking about some of that fierce racing back. Bobby Hamilton got a piece of that as bumper cars broke out again over here in turn four. He bounced off the side of Brett Bodine and Dick Trickle. Hamilton scrubbed the wall, straightened out the car. Everybody remains clean and green. And we managed to continue this race. Chad Little about to feel some heat from Bill Elliott and Dale Earnhardt while we go to pit road. We've caught up with Steve Grissom. Steve first, a bit of a left. What's wrong? I just uh, put my foot there when uh, we got into the wall. But uh, other than that, I'll be fine. Uh, it's pretty neat deal. The car ran great today. It's going to get done a good job. You know, with that, we'll go to Martinsville next week and see if we can have a better finish. Kind of looked like you were a victim of circumstances after you had a great run. Is that how it unfolded? I'm not really sure. You know, it's just one of those deals. Uh, you had a choice to make, try to beat to the inside or the outside, and I tried the outside. And, you know, just come up and got me right there. A really good run, Steve Well, the monkeys got to get off their back one of these days. They're just running too good not to have some good finishes down the road. 466 up on the scoreboard. Rusty Wallace, Jeff Gordon, Terry Labonte, Dale Jarrett, and Mark Martin. That's the front five. Chad Little, Bill Elliott, Dale Earnhardt, Jeremy Mayfield, and Derek Cope make up your top ten. Pretty good racing with Chad Little, Bill Elliott, and Dale Earnhardt for the sixth, seventh, and eighth positions. Now Earnhardt trying to find a way around Elliott. They work one and two. Making contact. Earnhardt into the rear of Elliott. Get him in sideways moment. Elliott brings it back, going in the right direction, but Earnhardt's all over him, trying to make the pass. Here he dives down underneath the Ford of Elliott in turn four. Earnhardt makes it work at the bottom of the racetrack. They are door-to-door going off into turn number one, and they make a little contact, both keeping a straight line, but Earnhardt will get around Bill Elliott there in the backstretch. Earnhardt gets by, picks up now the seventh position as Elliott falls back in line, single file off turn four. All this going on, the better part of a half a lap behind race leader Rusty Wallace. 31 laps to go in the Food City final. 500. Rusty Wallace's lead over Jeff Gordon is gone in the Food City 500 as they begin to work some lap traffic. Gordon is closed to within two car lengths now with 21 laps to go. About a half dozen machines in front of the race leaders as they begin to work that traffic in one and two. And Gordon starts to work on Rusty going to the outside looking for a chance to get by. Forced to fall back in line and follow Rusty as Rusty follows those half dozen cars back into turn four. Now Rusty's tucked right in on the bumper as they come off the corner right now. Working down. Rusty's not really sure whether he needs to go inside or out. 
outside. Gordon didn't hesitate to make a move around the outside just a moment ago, so apparently he knows his car will work up there. Just a couple of feet between them over in turn three. First car they approach is Sterling Marlin. Marlin sees him coming, moves to the inside, lets him go by on the outside lane. Which way will the lap cars go? Ed Barrier next in line goes down to the bottom. Wallace looks up to his outside off two. Wallace pulls up alongside Barrier. Now Jeff Gordon falls in line behind him. Both taking the high lane, clearing that traffic over to turn three. And another lap goes on the scoreboard as they cross the line. 482. It'll give us 18 laps to go. This is going to be a dandy finish if those two stay that close. Working lap traffic and everything else. Got to get real interesting there in the backstretch. Rossing Wallace flips a little bit this time. Coming up off turn number two. Gordon saw the opportunity but didn't take advantage. Falls back in line as they close in on more slower traffic. Mark Martin right on Dale Jarrett's bumper. Racing for fourth and fifth while we follow the leaders. Gordon going to try and pin Rusty behind. Lap cars. He goes wide off two. Rusty pulls up behind David Green. Green sees him coming so he pulls over. Now both cars in the higher lane. Gordon right up on the bumper of Rusty. They've got three slower cars down on the inside. Rusty's not going to make it easy for him, that's for sure. He'll make him work as hard as anybody out there to take the lead away if Jeff Gordon can do it. But Gordon's got the car maybe to get pull the move off. They go back to three this time. This time they close in on Rick Mast's car. He has the inside lane. Rusty goes to the outside of Mast. Gordon right behind and now Terry Labonte there making it a three-way battle. Terry has caught the front two as they've had to work through traffic. They put 17th place Rick Mast now one lap down. They're clear of traffic on the backstretch. Gordon makes a run, diving to the inside, but Rusty slams the door by the time they get to turn three. Gordon pretty evenly matched with Rusty Wallace. There's a question of can he make the move? Big situation now for Rusty. He's going to have to drive as much of that rearview mirror as he looks out through the front windshield. Got to kind of keep a clear racetrack ahead where he needs to go and look how close and see where Jeff Gordon is inside or outside as they work back to four. Gordon doesn't get the chance this time. Falls in line again behind Rusty. Their way down to the start-finish line. Lap 487 is scored. 13 to go. Wallace, Gordon, and Labonte nose to tail. What Rusty's got to do is keep his car nailed down to the inside lane in the corners and do not let that lane open up because Gordon will be there to take advantage. For now, they're nose to tail off turn four. And we've seen him come across the start-finish line under the checker sideways a couple of times. I think it happened to Terry Labonte here. Was it he and Earnhardt that did that? Yes, sir. Just uh, in the night race about a year ago. Here's Gordon getting a run on Rusty down the backstretch. It's the nose of his Chevy down to the inside of Rusty, but Rusty Rusty shuts him down as he entered turn number three, slamming that door, and Gordon falls back in line again. Inside, outside, as they go back into turn number one, not really sure right now, Rusty isn't, which way Jeff Gordon's going to go. It's obvious his car works equally well at the bottom of the racetrack or the top. Certainly, he'd prefer to get underneath him and go around if he could. And now he backs off a little bit as they come out of turn number four, drops back maybe a car length, and ten laps to go as they work back into turns one and two. Maybe just trying to cool those tires here at the closing laps and make a run as we get closer to the finish. Rusty's car breaks loose just slightly as he is to turn number two. Gathers it back in. Still maintains a car length lead over Gordon. Nine to go. Wallace, Gordon, and Labonte. Nose to tail. Single file. Lap traffic looming ahead. They're back in one. Working their way now through turn number two. Off the second corner. Down the back straightaway. Still several car lengths before they catch that next group of lap traffic. And Rusty may decide to come out of the throttle just a little bit. Keep the line. Protect that inside groove and not get up in that big pack of traffic as they go back to turn number one and have a little clear racetrack ahead rather than get boxed in as the laps wind down. They're back in three. Rusty gets a little breather now. It's Gordon with the the worry. He's got to worry about Terry Labonte taking it away, trying to take away the second spot from him. Terry looks a little bit stronger than Gordon. Jeff may be using up what he had left trying to get around Rusty. Now Terry's trying to get around Jeff in the laps that are left. Terry looks from the outside of Jeff Gordon momentarily. Falls back in line though as they approach the slower car of Derek Cope in turn three. And Rusty Wallace moves around at least Derek Cope's machine. Now there's two cars directly ahead 
Bennett, Robert Presley, and Dave Marcus. They give way to the leader as he works his way back into one and two with six laps to go. And if either one of those cars riding behind Jeff Gordon or Terry Labonte got anything left, they better pull it out in a hurry as they come off turn number four and head back down into the corner. Lap traffic not going to be that big a factor. as only five laps remain now as they go back into the number one turn with just about a car length between the front three. Terry Labonte works off the corner now, looks into the rear deck of Jeff Gordon, trying to close it for the second spot as Rusty Wallace shows the way. He's closing in on Robert Presley at turn four. They come off the corner now, begin to wheel into the back of Presley's machine. Here goes Gordon mounting his charge. Now he's right back on Wallace's bumper again. Gordon climbs the banking in turn two, peeks to the outside momentarily, then tries to jump down to the inside and make a run at Rusty Wallace, but it won't work. He's back in line behind him. Jeff can't afford to really dive out to the outside unless he knows he can make the pass on Rusty Wallace, because if he does, Terry Labonte's certainly going to go inside of him, and he could lose second place real easy. They're off two. Heavy traffic this time as they come up off the corner, closing in on Gary Bradbury, several other cars. Those machines move over and let the leaders make the pass in turn four. Now two laps to go. Traffic ahead. Nose to tail. The front three. Who's going to win the race? Wallace, Gordon, and Labonte back to two. Wallace tries to plow the way through traffic off turn number two. Looks behind him. Terry Labonte goes after Gordon, trying to get the inside lane there in turn three. Terry had a fender up there for just a moment, and suddenly it evaporates. White flag. One lap to go. Can they get around Rusty Wallace with five lap cars directly ahead of the leader? They go off turn two. Wallace falls in line behind Jimmy Spencer. Now pills to the outside of Spencer. Gordon's on his bumper. Gordon's going to try to dive to the inside. He makes contact. Gets Rusty up out of the groove. Gordon goes by and goes into the lead. Here comes Gordon down to the checkered flag, and Jeff Gordon is going to win the Food City 500 after he and Rusty Wallace had trouble getting around a lap car off turn two. Gordon ran up underneath Wallace, pushed him up out of the groove in three, and cut down underneath him off the corner to take the checkered flag. Wallace barely held off Terry Labonte for second. Labonte will finish third. It'll be Dale Jarrett fourth and Mark Martin fifth. And a wild finish where lap traffic came into play in this Food City 500. Yeah, they could have come across the start-finish line that time real easy going sideways, just as easy as they could have straight ahead. Let's go down to the pits. Well, Ray Everham sitting here. He's uh, jubilant, talking to his crew. He cannot believe what happened. He's got a look of disbelief on him. Hope to get a word from him here in just a moment. The team very, very jubilant down here. Jeff and Gordon will win it. Let's give you the top five unofficially. Barney, as they came Barney, we can get right now. Ray, would you believe that when the white flag came out? I still don't believe it, Winston. I'm going to have to see it again. I mean, I, I I, just, I put my notebook down. I thought, well, when I saw the crowd stand up, I thought Terry got us because we were a little bit loose. And the next thing you know, here's Jeff sliding off a four in the lead. So I don't know what happened up there. That's Ray Everham, Jeff Gordon's winning crew chief. Been a wild day at Bristol. We'll hear from the winner and the other top finishers in a moment. It is Jeff Gordon in Victory Lane in the Food City 500. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio. Sponsored by Ford Trucks and your local Ford dealer. Have you driven a Ford lately? At Bristol Motor Speedway, it is Jeff Gordon in victory lane getting the lead away from Rusty Wallace in the final corner of the final lap to win the Food City 500. Unofficially, Wallace will finish second, Terry Labonte third, Dale Jarrett fourth, and Mark Martin fifth. Let's get out of the gas pumps now where Rusty Wallace has brought his Ford. Well, Rusty, uh, what happened on that last lap? Uh, it's just a lap car was down there in the middle of turn one and two. I went high, and uh, when they did that, that let Gordon get up on my rear end, and then we went into turn three, and we got just kind of close going into turn uh, three, just normal racing stuff. And uh, I got up the track about a half a lane. He got underneath me. He won the race. I finished second. That's about it. He raced you clean. Were you surprised he touched you? 
I, you know, I wasn't surprised he touched me because I'd have probably done the same thing if I got that close, you know, going for the, going for the checkered. But uh, here at Bristol, you can just you can touch a little bit, and that'll do it. Rusty Wallace, his crew chief, Robin Pemberton, was named the Western Auto Mechanic of the Race. $2,000 to Robin from Western Auto. And Rusty telling it like it is on that last lap, everything's fair in racing. If you touch a guy on that last lap, uh, you just accept it. That's part of the business, I guess. Let's go back to the gas pumps in Winston Kelly. Terry Levani, how about it? Uh, you thought you were going to get him. Well, I thought I had him there once, and I uh, didn't get by him, and then uh, and then Jeff got by Rusty there in the last lap. And I thought I had a chance to get by both of them there. They got kind of got together, but it was a good run for us. We kind of had trouble yesterday and uh, just kind of were pretty consistent today and just gradually kept up, uh, crept towards the front, you know, and just weren't quite good enough. What kind of changes did you guys make to the car? It wasn't that good yesterday, but it was great today. Well, we had to change the engine, and uh, the, the brakes were messed up yesterday. It had really been messed up all week, and guys just completely redid the brakes on it and and uh, found the problem and so they got that solved and the car worked good worked great the series defending champion comes home third let's check in again with marty snyder standing here with dale jarrett to finish fourth this afternoon dale another top five here at bristol for you yeah things went pretty good uh, the guys did a great job in the pits getting us in and out and uh you know we got the car adjusted finally and that last set of tires just wasn't quite what i wanted they were a little tighter in the center of the corner than what we had had before and uh that's why we didn't make any adjustments. I thought I had, you know, what I needed there, and uh, just didn't work out. But uh, you know, came out of here with a, a race car and uh, and a top five, so we're okay. Good to have this momentum headed to Martinsville. Probably your least favorite track on the circuit. Well, I don't know. If it's my least favorite. We just did the worst there last year of any others. I love to go to Martinsville. It's a great racetrack and a lot of fun to drive. And uh, I think we've got a much better car and setup, and uh, we'll be looking to try to get in victory lane there next week. All right, Del Jarrett, happy with his fourth-place finish here today. And for the third year in a row, Jeff Gordon has won the Food City 500. Jim Phillips is in victory lane with the victor. Got a lot of smiles down here in the Muller should be, but just first tell us about the last lap, Jeff Gordon. Well, first I want to thank God for, for this opportunity to, to show my talents and be able to do what uh, we do as race car drivers. But uh, that was certainly an exciting one, that's for sure. Uh, those people sitting over in turn three had a show today. And, you know, it came down to the last lap, and, and uh, my t- car started pushing on me. But I could get a runoff of two and, uh, and maybe get underneath Rusty, and he'd shut the door on me a little bit. But uh, that last time I got a great run, I kind of pushed him down the back straightaway. We got in three, and we touched, and he got sideways, and I jumped underneath the hole that he made that, you know it's just typical wide open uh, bristol racing and uh, it's exciting and you know i've never been in a shootout like that down to the finish but uh gotta take my hat off to rusty and terry they they certainly raced hard and uh you know they're the, they're the best and it's a lot of fun racing them Looked to me like all day long, though, your car was a little bit better than Rusty's on the longer run. Well, yeah, you know, and it was so hard to wait for it to come in because, uh, like, Rusty and some of those other guys would just take off. And, uh, you know, it it was frustrating at times. But then, man, all of a sudden the car would start cutting and rolling through the corner and just shoot up off the corners. That last set of tires really wasn't as good as what we'd had earlier, but it was enough to catch Rusty and put the heat on him. But did it hurt you any at all that Terry behind you there? You know, what What happened was uh, I was trying to set up Rusty, and I'd run a higher line in the middle of the corner and then shoot down the bottom to get a run. And all of a sudden, I saw this yellow and red car behind me, and I said, I can't do that anymore because he, he really got underneath me a couple times, and uh, I'm lucky to have good teammates because uh, he could have put the bumper to me just uh, as easily as anybody else could have. Well, we're in this stretch of short track racing here. You go to Martinsville, Virginia next, and it's good to win here at the Bristol, Tennessee in the Rock'em Soccer race. Well, you know, we've had a few downs here the last, uh, you know, a couple races, 
and uh, it's great to, to be back in Victor Lane and uh, great to have a Chevrolet back in Victor Lane too. So just real proud of this team. They, they've done a great job and God has been blessing this DuPont Chevrolet and myself and this whole team very, very much and uh, we really appreciate it. Well, I'm sure a finish like that will put a big smile on Rick Hendrick's face. I've already talked to him. Uh, he was in my ear and uh, he said he needed a respirator. He said his heart was pounded so hard he couldn't breathe and uh, I tell you what, uh, I wanted to say hi to Ricky Craven. We hate he, he wasn't here. We'll be back in Martinsville and uh, can't wait to get Rick Hendrick to a race and celebrate Victor Lane with us. Jeff Gordon wins his second consecutive Food City 500 here at Bristol. Hard way to win one. Yeah, hard way to win one, but uh, sometimes maybe those wins are, are cherished even more when they come that way, when uh, they're thrilling and you have to work that hard for them. We've heard from the top four. Let's see if we can get a word from fifth place Mark Martin. Well, Mark has crawled into the uh, holler here in his Valvoline Ford, so he'll be out after he changes clothes. We'll get a comment from him in just a moment, Alan. All right, take a minute and let you know that the members of the media covering today's Food City 500 have voted Steve Grissom the Goodies Headache Award of $1,000. Also $250 going to the Brenner Children's Hospital in Winston-Salem, North Carolina from Goodies Headache Powders and Tablets in the name of Steve Grissom. Steve in position for a top 10 finish until caught up in an accident at uh, lap 443 and his day uh, not going to end up quite as well. He's going to end up finishing this race back in 32nd position. While we uh, await a word from Mark Martin, the uh, fifth place driver, let us uh, take a minute for Barney and I to pick the Ray Bestis Break of the Race Award winner with $500 going to Racing for Kids magazine from Ray Bestis Breaks in the name of the driver getting a good break or a bad break in uh, today's event. Looking over the uh, top finishers, Barney, and uh, some of those who, who came away, I'll tell you somebody who, who comes to mind is Jeremy Mayfield, scored a top 10 finish here today, and really not a spectacular day for him. We didn't talk about him all that much, but anytime you miss as many things as he missed today from where he started in this race, which uh, for Jeremy was back in the 32nd position, and you come up with a top 10 in a car that's pretty clean like his is, he got a lot of good breaks. Yeah, he did. I watched him a couple of times make a good move to dive to the bottom of the racetrack to avoid uh, a couple of crashes over there. Sterling Marlin will get an honorable mention also uh, in that, and uh, Brett Bodine had some uh, pretty good uh, moves here today. Kind of hard to figure out which one we want to go with on that. Yeah, the, the, um, but I, but I, I still like the Jeremy Mayfield thing because because his car's clean at the end. We'll Tough thing to way. do. So let's send the $500 to Racing for Kids magazine to promote education and reading in the name of Jeremy Mayfield from Ray Bestis Brakes, the official brakes of NASCAR. Alan, go ahead. We've now caught up with Mark Martin. Mark from 22nd starting position. You seem to run hard all day long, playing catch up all day long. Did you expect to be in the top five at the end of the day? Not really. I didn't think we could miss the wrecks today from back there, number one. And, uh, you know, we've just uh, had such bad luck, I didn't think we could run good enough to get to fifth. So I want to thank Valvoline, Cummins, and uh, Bugles, and Ford, Bosch, and Goodyear had an awesome tire today. And thank the Lord we had a decent run. Uh, couldn't expect much more than that from the backstretch. Did you have to make a bunch of changes to the car during the race? No, we didn't adjust the car all day. We didn't do a thing. It was a good race car. If we would have been up on the front stretch pit with a good stop, uh, you know, we would have we would have we would have been in the race. But uh, we were coming behind and passed cars all day long. But uh, they passed me back when the caution came out. Right, considering where he came from and where he fitted, Mark Martin very satisfied with today's run. Well, just to survive here, you've got to be pretty satisfied today. I would say so. And for Mark, uh, a good day. Comes up with a fifth-place finish after starting the event in 23rd position. Back with the finishing order, a look at the unofficial championship standings, the race summary, and a wrap-up of what was a very wild day at Bristol Motor Speedway next.
How would you like to time yourself in a Winston Cup stock car pit stop? Or maybe you've wondered what it'd be like to feel the experience of Daytona's high banks at 200 miles an hour. Well, such an opportunity exists. It's called Daytona USA, the ultimate motorsports attraction. And it's located just outside Turn 4 at the Daytona International Speedway. As you step inside this mammoth 50,000-square-foot attraction coined the Velocitorium till you take the checkered flag, you'll have a -a one-of-a-kind motorsports experience that's fun for the whole family. So head for Daytona USA, where Every day is race day, and don't forget to buckle up. Saturday, April 26th, make tracks to the Talladega Super Speedway for the fastest and most competitive race of the NASCAR Busch Series. The Birmingham Automobile Dealers 500K, presented by Easy Care. Defending Busch Series champion Randy LaJoy, along with newcomers Jeff Green and Elliot Sadler, take on Winston Cup stars like Mark Martin, Jeff Burton, and Jimmy Spencer. It's youth versus experience in a full day of high-voltage competition. Tickets are on sale now, but they're going fast, so call 205-362-9064 for your tickets today. Next Sunday, NASCAR Winston Cup Series racing from the Martinsville Speedway. Live coverage of the Goodies 500 begins at 1245 Eastern on MRN Radio. Back at Bristol, before we give you the finishing order, earlier in the broadcast we heard from Jeff Bodine after the accident that he was involved in, uh, the altercation between he and Jimmy Spencer. Back uh, on lap number 423, wanted to uh, give an opportunity for the other side of that story to be heard. Marty Snyder is with Jimmy Spencer. Well, Jimmy, your promising day ended a little bit early. What happened out there? Oh, it's a shame. You know, the camel car was running so good, and, and Donnie made a great call, got us up front there. We started up front, but, you know, we had led the race for a long time, and, man, it felt good. You know, the camel thing ran really well, and uh, I don't know. Something happened there with Jeff and I, and I got together a little bit. I thought it was racing. He evidently forgot to put his helmet on straight or something. And, uh, I mean, what he done afterwards was totally wrong, and uh, he tore my car up. I, I, I don't care. I mean, but my guys, you know, my guys work really, really hard. And what he done was not right. If he wanted to justify what he done, he could come over to the garage afterwards. We could straighten it out. But don't do it on the racetrack where you have to make all those guys pay for it, you know. And that's what I feel bad about. I feel bad about my camel team, how hard they work. I don't have to work on that car. They do. And it's, it's a shame that Jeff done what he done because he knows he was wrong for what he done. And NASCAR knows it. NASCAR parked him, you know. And, uh, but he took us out of the top five finish, and it's a shame that he did that. Jimmy, a little bit upset with his afternoon here at Bristol. It ended a little bit early. Well, a lot of guys a little bit upset. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of upset. Here at Bristol, um, you know, we, we just, those things happen here in uh, the high speed, very intense, close quarters racing we have on this very fast half mile. And uh, it is unfortunate for everybody involved. Uh, it's unfortunate for Jeff and Jimmy and uh, Steve Grissom and everybody else. But uh, not the first time we've seen it here. Won't be the last, I can guarantee. The full finish when we come back for the Bristol Motor Speedway. This is MRN Radio. Back in Bristol, the Food City 500 is over. The grandstand's clearing, and we now give you the finishing order from today's event. Winner, Jeff Gordon, finishing second. Rusty Wallace, Terry Labonte will finish third. Dale Jarrett comes home fourth. Mark Martin posted fifth. Dale Earnhardt finished sixth. Bill Elliott was seventh. Chad Little finished eighth. Jeremy Mayfield posted a ninth-place run. Brett Bodine came home tenth. It was Dick Trickle, eleventh. Kenny Schrader finished twelfth. Thirteenth to Bobby Hamilton. Fourteenth to Robert Presley. And all those cars did finish on the lead lap. Fifteenth, the lap down, was Jimmy Spencer. Sixteenth will go to Derek Cope. 
17th to Rick Mast, 18th to Ward Burton. Joe Nemechek finished 19th. Sterling Marlin was 20th, 21st to Michael Waltrip. David Green finished 22nd, Ed Barrier 23rd, John Andretti 24th, and Darrell Waltrip make up the top 25. Finishing in 26th was Hutch Strickland. Ricky Rudd was 27th, 28th went to Morgan Shepard. 29th position was Kyle Petty and Dave Marcus finished 30th. Johnny Benson 31st, Steve Grissom gets 32nd, Jeff Bodine 33rd, Bobby Labonte 34th, and Mike Skinner 35th. 36th was Lake Speed. 37th was Gary Bradbury. 38th was Ted Musgrave. Ernie Irvin was 39th. And Jack Sprague finished 40th. Kenny Wallace 41st. Jeff Burton 42nd. And Robbie Gordon finished 43rd. 20 caution periods for 118 laps out of the 500 in the event slowed today. Six drivers changed the lead 13 times. Rusty Wallace led the most laps 236 trips around the speedway. Unofficial NASCAR Winston Cup Series championship standings after today's race. Dale Jarrett retains his lead. He is up, uh, looks like, by 90 points on Terry Labonte. Jeff Gordon moves up a couple spots from fifth to third. Bobby Labonte slides down one from third to fourth. And Jeff Burton goes from fourth to fifth position at the conclusion of the event today. Recapping some of the post-race awards, Robin Pemberton got the $2,000 Western Auto Mechanic of the Race Award. Rusty Wallace fled at halfway, picked up the $10,000 from the Gatorade Front Runner Award, and uh, pretty much is uh, the story of the day here at Bristol with Jeff Gordon in victory lane. Now we turn our attention ahead to more short track racing for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series next weekend. I will see the same thing at Martinsville. As I said earlier, we'll see the same thing over there, a little beating and banging and some good racing, and uh, maybe just a little bit slower speed, but it'll be just as exciting. You'll be sitting right on top of the action. Can't wait to get to Martinsville next weekend. Look forward to it. Uh, track opens on Friday. MRN Radio will be there with Bush Pole qualifying for the Goodies 500, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series setting their starting grid and our broadcast at 2.50 Eastern Time Friday. We will also bring you the NASCAR Bush Series race from Nashville Speedway in Tennessee next Saturday at 6.45 Eastern Time, the Bell South, Opryland 320. And then one week from today, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series in the Goodies 500 from Martinsville, 12.45 Eastern. Our broadcast ticket offices at both Nashville and Martinsville open throughout the week this week, as well as at Phoenix Raceway in Arizona, where the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series races next Sunday. The Chevy Classic 300 can be heard on the NASCAR Truck Network at 4 Eastern Time a week from today. The NASCAR Truck Network, a division of MRN Radio. Also, a quick reminder before we leave the air that advanced sale tickets are now on sale at New Hampshire International Speedway for both of their upcoming events, the NASCAR Bush Series event that's coming up there early in the month of May and the May 31st NASCAR Triple Header featuring the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series along with the NASCAR Featherlight Modified Tour and the NASCAR Bush North Series. Those tickets now available at the New Hampshire International Speedway. Throughout the week this week, be sure and tune in for Ned Jarrett's World of Racing weekday mornings. We'll have NASCAR today and the latest racing news for you weekday afternoons. And Eli will be along Tuesday night at 7 o'clock Eastern time with NASCAR Live. All of that between now and when we join you from Martinsville next Friday. Thank Joanna Hoover who joined us and helped us in the scoring and statistical work today from here in Bristol. And the voices you heard on our broadcast of the Food City 500. Joe Moore who covered the action in the backstretch for us. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly and Marty Snyder who worked the pit and garage areas here at the world's fastest half mile. Now for Barney Hall, I'm Alan Bestwick saying so long from Bristol. It's been a wild one, and Jeff Gordon has won the Food City 500. MRN Radio. Coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series has come to you from the Bristol Motor Speedway. 
sponsored by Raybestos Brakes, the official brake of NASCAR, by Sears Die Hard. Hey, race fans, enter the Die Hard Race Fan of the Year contest. Check out the Sears Die Hard website at mrnnet.com for details. By Chevrolet Team Monte Carlo. Chevrolet, the car's more champions trust. By Western Auto and Parts America, the official auto parts store of NASCAR. By Moog Chassis Parts. Moog Parts are the only chassis parts endorsed by NASCAR. By 76 Products, makers of 76 Racing Gasoline. By Pontiac Motor Division and the legendary Pontiac Firebird Trans Am. By True Value, help is just around the corner at True Value, the official hardware store of NASCAR. By First Brands Corporation, makers of STP Super Concentrated Fuel Injector Cleaner. By Gatorade Thirst Quencher, the official sports beverage of NASCAR. Hey, life's a sport, drink it up. By Smooth Bush Beer and Easy Drinking Bush Light, Bush, the official beer of NASCAR. By Quaker State, the motor oil that exceeds the highest standards in North America for engine protection. By Lowe's Home Improvement Warehouse, when it comes to home improvement, Lowe's knows. And by Wix Filters, used by more NASCAR race teams. Wix Filters for NASCAR and your car. The executive producer of MRN Radio is John McMullen. Assistant General Manager Mark Williams. Marketing Services, Stephanie Ellis. Affiliate Relations, Cheryl Marzello and Peter DiGiorgio. Engineers, Harry Howard and Vince Marzello. Remote Operations, David Brandt. Production Assistants, Sandy Good and Robin Vandergraaf. Website Producer, Cameron Smith. This is Rick Lewis. This broadcast was a production of MRN Radio, a division of International Speedway Corporation. This week's MRN Classic Race has been brought to you by Hercules Tires.